Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here. We're in the basement. Winter. Winter's here in Minnesota. You know, you guys keep hearing me every week, but everybody in the moped world sees all the boys from Nebraska and the boys from Minnesota. We're all going a little stir crazy. Um, I don't know if anybody caught the wandering pacers Instagram today. It was do we're so bored. We're putting graphics from star Wars in our tunnels. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at, but as a lot of you saw, I actually got going on my Baker's dozen build because, um, people actually remembered. I said, I was going to do that. Then the fine folks over at moped Monday podcast mentioned, it. I'm like, Oh shit. Now I'm now I am committed. Cause like people are remembering. I said, I was going to do it. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of a you. This is a going to be a cool episode for me because it was right around a year ago to the day I was on a podcast. Um, I randomly threw it out to some people who I listen. Honestly, at that point, I think I had listened to two, maybe three of their podcasts. And Jason said, "You know, if anybody's got an idea for a podcast, both emails or whatever." And he and I just threw a couple of topic ideas. Never thinking I was going to be on because I still feel like I'm a nobody in the bullpen community and just said, you know what, dude, like you and I have a few things in common. Uh, what about like getting on a bike after the accident? Here's a, just a topic idea. And he gets back to me about, a, I don't know, a couple of days later said, okay, so when do you want to be on? And or, it wasn't even that. He said, well, you want to be on in a couple of weeks? And I'm like, okay. And I've done a lot of public speaking and, other facets of my life. So I'm not afraid to start making a ass out of myself and just start talking. And I was on that podcast and it was a really positive experience and they invited, they didn't invite me, but they're kind of goading me a little bit. Like you should come to the Tampa rally. And everybody knows I've talked about that enough on here. Where like, I was just in the back of one of my things I do on Thursday nights and kind of annoyed at the world and looked at flights. And next thing I know I'm booking flights in a rental vehicle and getting a loaner bike for Tampa. And I met a lot of the fine folks at um, Moped Monday podcast. And one thing kind of led to another. Um, and I reached out to Ashley Ackley and asked her why she stopped doing Brapcast. And she said, well, I can't get any guests. And I just said, well, do you want to try again? And we did. And it worked well for a little while. And then, you know, Ashley got busy and I didn't want it to be done. And I kept going with it. And the next thing I know, I look at the, I just look at the calendar. I'm like, God, it's Royal Rumble time. I remember those guys doing the podcast with me during the Royal Rumble. I, I should look up that. Oh shit. The anniversary is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. So I reached out to Jason. I'm like, Hey dude, do you want to be on my podcast? And Jason's always been awesome for me. He's um, whenever I needed help or reached out to him on Jason's time, he's always gotten back and been helpful. And I'm kind of wrecking his intro. Cause I wanted him to like introduce who he was, but we're going to let Jason introduce himself anyways. Okay, start with that. Second off. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Oh, shit. Okay, 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 okay. Enough of that. Rally within a rally. There you go. Inception rally. And this is podcast within a podcast. This is the Inception podcast. There we go. Uh, I think so. By the way, 
Hey, yes, it is. I got to give it a rewatch one of these days. Um, so, Jason, you've listened, you've spent, but I'm still going to run it down. Here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we run through people's moped stories. What happened, i.e., the very first time you saw a moped, not necessarily getting on, but seeing a moped, your first smile ride and all that good stuff, and just kind of your moped journey, what happened, what it was like, and what it's like today. So, Jason, a lot. why don't you go ahead and tell us, what's the first time you really remember seeing a moped? Uh, yeah, yeah, my guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Love you. Well, hold, let me get. Let me get a sip my coffee. Oh. Ah, that's great. That's a great cup of joe there. That I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, just so you guys know, I can drink coffee, caffeine, <laughs> Pepsi, soda, anything all night long till the time I go to bed. Yeah, just like Jimmy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, what's up? I'm Jason, aka Biggie. If you know me from mopeds, it's funny in my life. Uh, people who call me by different things, I can always point out where they know me from. Mm-hmm. So if you call me Jason, then you you knew me somewhere else. And if you call me Biggie, it's definitely only from mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm, let me see here. My first time seeing a moped, I've, I give it some thought because you know you know the structure of moped uh, mm-hmm. podcast, you know. And I'm like, I can't think of it. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no like one time where it's like, oh, like everyone else, like, yeah, I was 12 and this fucking moped was right there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what is it? My dad, let me ride, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I never had that moment. There were no mopeds in my life growing up. Like kids in my neighborhood had this, uh, those go peds. Yeah. And that was like a thing. And I had like one friend who had like a dirt bike. And I was like, oh, this, you're, you're 15 with a dirt bike. That's sick. Like no yeah. one else in the neighborhood had a dirt bike, but this one kid, you know? Jason, let me ask you, we all know you live in Richmond. Where did you grow up actually though? I'm from Richmond. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that for sure. I didn't know if you're an outside community or not. Like I live in St. Paul, but I grew up in a town nobody's ever heard of. um, Uh, Lake Crystal. Richmond's weird for those who haven't been here to Richmond, AKA RVA. Um, It's a small city. And then there's like surrounding counties that get encompassed like in as Richmond. So mm-hmm. I lived in like I grew up in like the West End of Richmond, like Midwest End, like not deep where it's like super super rich people. It was like middle class. Like the further out you got, it was like the richer you got. But it was like I was like yeah, just middle class, normal, like just outside of the city, and that's where I grew up. And yeah, no mopeds in my childhood, <laughs> but uh, but like you know, I skateboarded and stuff growing up, and I was mm-hmm. like hanging out. I wanted all all you know, you want to get a car you get a car you're like oh let's go downtown and skate so we go downtown and skate and do all the shit and run around so i always wanted to live like downtown i wanted to be in the city i was like cool i want to be in the city so as soon as i was like old enough to move to the city like that's what i did and you're hanging out in richmond and you're going to shows and you're seeing people and going to the same place and our city is so small that like a lot of different cliques and groups of people mingle and mesh together like mm-hmm. everywhere and you start seeing these moped guys running around town, like no helmets, raising <laughs> hell, spray painting shit on things. And they have like these sick cuts and these wild bikes with like tandem mopeds, like welded together, like 12, <laughs> 12 years ago. And I'm like, dude, who are these guys? And it was like, that was like the hell Satans. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Richmond, like, you know, like. For those who always ask, like we have like a bunch of moped clubs, but like back we back in the day and still currently, we we always had like a bunch of bicycle clubs too. Mm-hmm. So I rode fixed gears, I rode bicycles, and like 
all the different bicycle clubs would like gather and do stuff. And we always had like a big event uh, in Richmond, you know, everyone would go to you. Do you guys have black label there? Cause I know that was the big bicycle uh, so cl- club black in Minneapolis. Like, black label was in, in New York. Okay. They always had their big like bike rally. Yeah. And then like all the bike clubs from here would go up to that. And then like vice versa, they'd all come down to Richmond for Slotorama, which was like the one down here. It was the same same shit, like same kind of black label, like walling out, like bike clubs doing competitions. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do they do? They did like chariot races, yeah, like tall bike jousting, watching people get super fucked up. Yep, yep. Like, oh man, tall bike jousting, and while everyone's throwing full cans of beer at you, like insane. <laughs> uh, I always thought this would be a great idea for mopeds at a rally. They yeah, t- they did this thing where they took all the tire inner tubes mm-hmm. and they tie them all together, and then. At the end of the bundle, like it's like an X formation where like someone would put around their chest. Okay. And then the other person just put theirs around their chest and they start on opposite sides and they ride past each other. And the first person to get yanked off their bike lost. <laughs> so like I was like, damn, like that was interesting. But like, yeah, like so it was all that shit going on and all these different like clicks and scenes and bicycle things. And then you see all these moped guys running around and they were the hell Satans. And I'm like, damn, like, okay, cool. Hell Satan's like mopeds, bikes, and we'd all hang out together. And then, you know, you'd see them at the bike events and then like you, they'd throw their moped rally. So my first couple of moped rallies, I never even owned a moped, thought about a moped. I just showed up on a fixed gear and like hung out and party. Cause it was like something to do in Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. So that and was my like, first, like, you know, experience with like seeing them was just like seeing the Satan's like rip around town. But like, I didn't really think about it like much mm-hmm. about it at all. Like, now, is this post-band life or is this pre-band life? Because, you know, you talked about a little bit on your podcast. Like, you've been in bands. You've done some tours here and there. Like, is this when you kind of phased out of bands and kind of got into mopeds? Or, or like not phased bikes? out of bands? Because yeah. I don't think a musician ever phases out. Like, just stopped trying to pursue the touring band thing. So, the like the band thing was like, that was like another just aspect of like growing up and going to shows in Richmond. Like, uh, everyone, you know, who want to be in a band, start a band. Like, your whole time, you're like, oh, we got to go on tour. We got to go on tour. You got to do this, do this and that. And like, and I, and I worked at music venues and worked for promoters mm-hmm. and I did stuff like that. So, it was like, still like doing the band thing. And like, that's like when I kind of was like noticing the stadiums and like in the city and hanging out. And then like, it wasn't until like my roommate, like I hadn't really phased out of band stuff. I was still like in the bands before I really yeah. got into mopeds. Like I, when I phased out, that's when I, like the mopeds were kind of like a replacement for that. Yeah. And I don't try to, you know, belittle anybody's musical career by any means when I say phased out, like, cause you're a musician, you never drop music. Well, no, like, that's, that's the thing people grow out of it. Like, it's like, you can only be 20 years old and, touring broke with your homies <laughs> for like so long you know yeah. like if the shit's not popping off like you know it's time to time to switch it up you know yeah yeah like, um yeah. and you know me and my timelines like what time frame are we in at this point do you know or um this is gonna be the hardest part for me like timelines okay. is like not what i think about like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think about the times and all oh, that was sick yeah, but it's yeah. like i know it was like Maybe 2006. Okay, sweet, like, sweet. Yeah, something around that time, 2006. I had been out of, out of high school and like, you know, out of high school, I was like in college, I moved downtown and that's kind of like the beginning of mopeds for everyone or that, not everyone, but for the most part, our whole community is based around mm-hmm. like, 
young 20 college age finding a moped. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I've noticed across the board, like no matter where people live, yeah. it's like, oh, you're young, you're free. You got a little bit of extra money, but not a lot. So you're looking for some something to get around town and you find this cheap ass moped. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, like I live with this guy, his name was uh, Brian, but everyone called him Sneaky P. Nice. And uh, <laughs> Sneaky P was, you know, a wild dude. And yeah, yeah. He was in the bands and he toured. Like, I don't know if anyone listened to like old metal bands and shit. He was like in Undying. Which was oh like, yeah, yeah, dude, I know them. Like, I was actually a roadie for a metal band, and okay. I was basically a babysitter to make sure everybody made bus call, oh, and yeah. that was really challenging some nights because they were heavy, heavy, heavy partiers, and I was the sober guy on the tour. So, like, I think we actually played some shows with them on the East Coast, but you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, um, I tour managed like Scream the Prayer one summer and mm-hmm. babysitting like thirty dudes. <laughs> Yeah, hard. <laughs> yeah. You like, feel me? Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta just keep track of shit and make sure like no one's really fucking up. Oh, why are you uh jumping off the top of that stage like that? Like, no. Yeah. But um, yeah, my buddy, my buddy Brian, aka Sneaky P, like, you know, one day he just like comes in the room because I had like a van, because like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm in a van doing all the shit. I got a van. So mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, I got this van. He's like, yo, uh, can you take me to go pick up this moped? And I'm like, uh sure i guess no big, no big deal let's go let's go get it so we drove like half a mile down the street it wasn't even far mm-hmm. we went like half a mile down the street and we pull around the side of this like you know this little house and he like you know meets some like random guy and like walks back to the shed and they just pull out this like blue poop maxi like all like crusty like yep. dirty and just like throw it in the van and drive it home like so I'm wondering, did it take longer to park your van than it actually did for him to like do the transaction and he could have walked it home faster? Cause he's <laughs> like, it wasn't far, but yeah. like, it was definitely like, we just like, God, it was so close. Like when I think about <laughs> it now, I'm like, dude, like you totally could have like walked and got it, got that. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, you know, I pulled up on the sidewalk. It was like, you know, plenty of parking or whatever. And like, he scooped it up and threw it in the van. Like it just lived. Like we had like the house I lived in had this like, this like little like dugout. Like if you look at the front of the house, it had mm-hmm. a basement, but like there were like, you know, little stairs to go down to get to the, like the basement doors. You go in through that door yep. and had like a, like a cemented, like blocked in like thing. We just called it, it looked like a baseball dugout. Okay. So that's kind of what we called it. And he just leave the bike down there. And, and I'm like, Oh, that thing's cool, man. Like, you know, what are you going to do with that? And he's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to rebuild the whole thing. It's going to be sick. And like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. he kind of proceeded to like, tear the whole thing apart stand it down like he painted it like panther pink like the legit panther pink the i don't know car like paint you know it was legit. he borrowed like uh air compressor and a paint gun from his like his boss Mm -hmm. and like did it like super legit it was super nice bike it was like polini kit like all this shit that like didn't mean anything to me back then i was like oh cool my buddy's doing this like moped thing in the basement like cool no big deal (laughs) And then like he get it got it running, it was like ripping dicks, like doing like you know sixty like twelve years ago. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. I was like, all right, this thing's cool. Like I never even rode it. That's the funny part. Like I was yeah, so yeah. like not caring about mopeds that I never even joy rode my my homie's bike. And oh he, wow, dude. And we lived together. <laughs> so I don't know that was funny. So like he had that bike, and then um my my two friends that lived behind me, they live like in the alley right behind us, mm-hmm. and like. 
we had that whole like oh you know all your homies hang out all the time so no one locked their door yeah even even in the city we're just like so your buddies just popping in all the time like yo popping yo what's up i got the bike you trying to ride and like so they'd be going on rides i'm like chilling like all right man that looks fun where are you guys at yeah and like <laughs> i'm like oh like I, I can't i can't go ride i gotta i gotta like save up to buy this new amp like mm-hmm. you know just dumb stuff and i was like they're like not dumb at the time but like no know, like what i was into i was like that's yeah what I was exactly and they were getting into that and like I'm just like listening to them talk talk more and more about it. Like, oh, dude, we went and rode Riverside Drive. It was awesome. Like, perfect weather. Oh, dude, like I picked up this little girl from VCU. Like, she wanted to go. Like, she hit me up. Like, Let, let's go ride Dubs. And like, yeah, yeah. You know, taking girls on like moped dates. Like, like <laughs> man, this sounds fun. Like, hmm. I always, dude. Speaking of that sidetrack, um, all about sidetracking. Yeah, when I was doing this uh, stupid YouTube skits. Yep. One, one of the premises that I wanted to really do was like pull up on a moped and like pick someone up for a date. Like, but like, it's like after like you've got, you've gotten clowned by like all these dudes are like, oh, like this dude's whack. And like this babe like pops out and like, oh, I'm ready for the moped date. And it's like, yeah, mopeds win. Like, <laughs> I but, still think that's doable. Yeah. It, it could be, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. I'm like, we're not, we're not, we're, we're great. Mopeds are fun. Yeah, yeah. Put your knees in the breeze, dude. <laughs> but dude, like, uh, I don't know. It was cool. They were they were going on rides and they were doing all this stuff, and, and so so I was getting more and more intrigued. I was like, okay, like, let me at least look for it. like where where are you at? And he's like, he told me about Moped Army, mm-hmm. so I just like start lurking Moped Army. Like, made a little account, and I'm just like reading reading the forums. Like, dude, I didn't even know about the general forum. Like. I only looked at like performance section okay. and like repair section, I guess. And like, I would just kind of lurk and read that stuff and like, look at pictures of bikes on the internet and try to find like something that I, that I liked like mm-hmm. aesthetically or whatever. And it wasn't until I came across like a uh, Peter that used to be in the ghost riders. Michigan. Okay. Uh, it was like one of the OGs, like he's not around anymore, but like this dude, Peter like built like, this sick like 40t like motorbicane 40t and it was like he did like two versions one was like orange and one was like blue with like the classic decals like the rain the rainbow decals Uh or whatever and i was like yo these are sick (laughs) and i was like i was like i didn't think anything of it being a rigid bike and all this stuff like like, yeah you didn't know what you didn't know at the time like shit that i would like really hate to ride now like (laughs) Like, yeah. oh, 40t like clip on bars like oh god my back like <laughs> dude that shit looks cool and i see it people with sick. like the low bars and all it looks cool as hell but then like i'm thinking after a five mile ride on that bike i'm like oh i'm going to the chiropractor the next day like, yo thinking about doing that like uh buzzards like back to the bridges like death march they put us on yeah, yeah. like on a 40t clip on bar bike like no no. There's a reason why those boys love riding choppers because they're comfy. <laughs> yeah. They're comfy. Yeah. All about the comfort. Yeah, yeah. Like someone asked me like what where like where they should get their put their handlebars. And I'm like, all right, first things first, sit on top of your bike like it's a computer chair and then put your hands directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like the most yep. comfortable position you can find. Like that's what you want. Yeah. But, um, no, dude, I, I've ridden one bike more than a mile with clip on bars. And it was a pook that I owned for exactly one week. And I said, 
I will never ride a bike with clip on bars like that again, dude. Like, oh, I'm old and I can't handle it. But. It's like, it's a pook maxi. It's like the, the bar, like the top of the triple tree is already like at the bottom of where the seat is pretty mm-hmm. much. So unless you like slam the seat, like all the way down, like no matter what you do, you're going to be like bending at your knees. To yeah. Yeah. Bars. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, so I found Peter's, uh, I found Peter's like, uh, you know, pictures on the internet on Moped Army. And I'm like, all right, this 42 looks cool. Like, if I get a moped, not saying I want one right now, but Mm -hmm. if I find a moped and want to get a moped, it's only going to be this bike. Like, what kind of fucking idiot am I, dude? No, you're, you're everybody that is new at that time, because I know somebody who just wants, uh, top tank, like I want. He want all the old on it. They won't yep. take anything less. Exactly. And, and dude, like, that's dude, these are great. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. But like, I was dead sad. I was like, if I get a moped, I'm only getting a 40T. And this is like, I guess you know, early 2000s or whatever. Like, gas was still pretty cheap. I mm-hmm. had this van. Like, I really enjoyed driving like long distance. Like, yeah. Like, the first time we went to the New Orleans rally, I drove the entire way by myself i'm like no i got it i'm good you want me to go? no i'm good yeah i'm having a blast right now Audio well blows. i'm the same way dude i love i love to drive to this day like i don't mind driving 20 hours yeah. like yeah it's i don't want to do it for a living but like no, no. once twice a year yeah no big deal like trucker life like uh, yeah nope 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 like my um my like uncle-in-law like uh drives a truck now so he like listens to, like our podcast and stuff is really funny awesome yeah shout out <laughs> Stephen buzzard dude like i you're oh, yeah. awesome dude if you can do that for a living trucker life dude yeah yeah. yeah man it was like it was like all right cool i'm gonna find a 40t so i so i hunt around him up an army and craigslist and this and that and like i find a guy who's like had one when it was orange it was not running like think about like think about this like right now and whatever 2021 how hard is it to sell a non-running moped yeah it's like still i t- we talk about it all the time on our podcast that it's like look where are the people that were like us like back in the day when we were getting mopeds because like even like the people who are in it now like everyone every mopeder that's like deep in the game they're like you tell me it doesn't run it's a hundred dollars yes yeah <laughs> Let me get th- like that's what that's what we're that's what we're looking for, you know. Like, <laughs> I want the non-running bike that's a deal as long as it's complete and it's not like a total shit show. Yeah. So, so I'll drive a- pretty long distance for a non-running hundred-dollar bike. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, where are those kids at? But like, yeah. But like, that's where I was at. I was like, I was that kid. I was like, all right, cool. I found this motorbike, and I'm like, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm like, cool. This bike's in Pennsylvania. Okay. That's so, about a 10 hour drive or it was, it was like, I think it was like eight, seven. Okay. It was like seven or eight hours there. Like to get there. And so, yeah. you know, on trip or 14, 16, 17, like it, it varied. Like, I don't even remember if we stopped or like went to eat. Like it could have taken fucking forever depending on yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. But I found, but I like, I found a buddy. I was like, yeah, dude, like I found this moped. You want to, you want to go on a road trip? So it was like one of my boys. He was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like used to have a crush on this girl, and I was like, "Hey, like we're going on this road trip. Like, yeah, yeah. pick up a moped in Pennsylvania. You want to come?" She's like, "Yeah." So like, her and her friend came, and we just like nice. got in the van, and it's like this is like back in the day, so it's like MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. 
I'm cruising the highway with MapQuest. Did you actually print the pages out or did you just like write down like exit 103? I had a laptop in my lap. Oh shit, son. You're fancy as fuck. Super multitasking, dude. I was like driving this big ass van, like laptop in my lap, like (laughs) the phone in the other hand, like talking to my friends, like super unsafe. Oh yeah, dude. But that's fucking, you make me so, that's fucking technology in in, it. And I don't know. I tried to make up a word there that failed totally. But yeah, your map question, you're driving, you're in pen. Pennsylvania. Beautiful. We went on the hunt. We hit the Pennsylvania turnpike. We missed an exit. We did an illegal U-turn on the turnpike. Yes. Which I was like, fuck the turnpike, dude. I'm going to know like by the, by the ticket you have to get when you get on like that you like fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Like I didn't get off. I got another ticket. Like, uh, like whatever. (laughs) So we made it there. We pulled up in this town and it's like, it's like just Pennsylvania, you know, it's just like, some hills like some trees like it looks like a <laughs> shitty town i'm like man must suck to live here yeah yeah. <laughs> so anybody who's listening to this in minnesota it's pennsylvania like that part is basically northern minnesota so yeah <laughs> but it, i don't know it was cool like we pull up and like you know some random guy shop and i i beat him over the head too like he won i don't remember what he wanted for the bike but i was yeah. like listen man like I'm coming from all the way from Virginia. I need a deal. Like, if you want me to come get this bike, like, I really want it. Like, that's the only one I want. Like, I I, I only got a hundred bucks, man. He so he so he sold me the bike for a hundred dollars, like maybe nice. hundred and fifty. But I had to drive like super far to get this broken ass moped. Like, really, it's not smart. I know it doesn't didn't matter so much back then, but did this bike have a title? No. No, dude. So you got it for a decent price then because like think about titles. Back yeah. Then. yeah. No like right now I'm not paying, here. I'm not paying anything over 200 bucks for a bike without a title because Minnesota's so slow getting you a title. It's like, it's six months basically, but I found a loophole now where I can go get plates right away. So yeah, we don't like, like getting a title in Richmond so easy that like, I literally don't even think about it. Like the mm-hmm. fa- back in the day, we didn't need them at all. We didn't need titles in Richmond until 2015. Okay. So 2015, they changed the law. You needed titles and to register them, all this stuff. But they had no clue what they were doing. And they don't know. They don't have It's not like, uh, I listened to your episode with uh, Andy. It's not like in fucking Michigan where they had a list. And yeah, yeah. things on this list could be registered as a It's like, no. You just tell them it's a moped and say it goes 35 <laughs> miles an hour and make yeah, yeah, up yeah. a VIN number and you get plates in Richmond. That's beautiful. Like it's easy. Like it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Also don't hit me up. I'm not helping anyone get get them again. I think I still owe a thousand dollars. Like I think I heard that episode. It was like one or two before the first one I did. Like Jason. No, we talked about it on my first episode I did with you guys, Jason's titling company. And you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's real fast. Yeah. I really don't even know if they got them all, but like I I had a bunch. Like we did a lot and and I mailed them and then like I didn't like remove the bikes from my like DMV account. So then it's like, oh, like now you owe taxes on these. Oh Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, they don't they don't nail us for that in Minnesota. Like for us, it's like property tax. Oh my God. That's like, yeah, you have to get your tabs every year. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got to get your tabs every year, but other than that, you don't pay any other tax. Yeah. And then they've had, and there was some weird like loophole tax that I didn't know about. Like a, like a, like a non, 
I don't know. It's like a, like a titling fee. They're like some uh, some extra fee that you had to pay like after the fact. I'm like, dude, I paid all these fees at DMV. Like, I thought those were the fees. I was there when mm-hmm. you didn't come into any other fees, you know. And so they send you the bill, and you're like, oh, now you owe us money. Got you. But yeah, so. But I anyways, title. Yeah, I wasn't worried about a title back then. I was yeah. like, like, I just want this bike. And we pull up in there, and we walk in there in this little garage, and he shows me the bike. And I knew nothing about it besides mm-hmm. the shit I read on Mopin Army. I was like, yep, looks like a 40T. Perfect. Put it in the van. And he had like <laughs> some like minty, like burgundy Pinto, like fully custom painted. Mm-hmm. Like it was really nice looking moped, but like, I didn't even like think about it really. You know, I was like, oh man, that thing's nice looking. Like you painted it, it looks cool. Yeah. And like, whatever, you know, threw the bike in the back and drove it all the way back to Richmond. And I put it in my living room, like in the corner. And it literally yeah. sat in the corner of my living room. Oh, wow, dude. A long time. Like, no, were you in wow. that house or were you in an apartment at this point? Oh, I was still in a house. Like, so, like back then or whatever, I had just like a house with my homies and it was like, me and two of my friends and like for a while i split my bedroom with like a bandmate so like enridge was cheap i think for a while i was paying like 150 bucks a month oh jesus yeah, something yeah. really dumb yeah because like it was like 300 350 a piece for like our three bedroom two full bath washer dryer off-street parking house in the jesus. city like jesus. blocks from campus and we're all like young and walling out the, anyway so we just like sneak into vcu's like dining hall and eat like three <laughs> meals like at least two three times a day like, dude that's so awesome all, like all your friends houses like all the plates and dishes and silverware all from the vcu college like we're all just like <laughs> <laughs> taking everything we can but dude, for a while awesome. we had a we had a like a plot we were trying to figure out how to steal the like the uh the vcu waffle maker with like the vcu logo in the middle like get this waffle maker home like how's this gonna work that shit makes me so happy dude i love it yeah, it was great and like it was like still like richmond so it's still like you know semi hood so like right across the street from our house was a grocery store called the hollaback grocery oh dude that shit makes me like, so happy just like, saying that yeah, yeah corner store oh uh, yeah i hit the corner store right there call it it's called the hollaback <laughs> and like the guy like welded like uh fences and shit for people in the backyard mm-hmm. and he'd have like you know he he they some one of those stores where they buy the 12 pack of beer and they yeah. split it in half and put tape over the top so you yes. can buy a six pack <laughs> you a can quality buy quality con- establishment that needs yeah. you know dude people are entrepreneurs it was sick you could buy condoms and cigarettes by the single of course <laughs> i mean i wouldn't expect anything less from a place called hollaback groceries yeah like yeah, I need one cigarette. You can buy yeah. that that place. Getting was, Lucy's. They had a yeah. place by where I lived in college. Like it was hot, some liquor store. You could buy like Lucy's twenty five cents a piece. Like yeah, yeah. and so, trust me, when you're a broke college student that's a smoker and you're scraping yeah. change together, like I can get three or four. That'll get me through the <laughs> evening. <laughs> that's funny because like you like you think about it, I'm like man, twenty five cents sounds like a lot for just one cigarette. Yeah, but like who cares about twenty five cents? Like when you're just thinking about you know. Yep. Throw away, dude. Breaking it in quarter yeah. of the time, dude. Um, but yeah, so I got the bike back and you know, sat in my living room. And my friends are still riding and ripping and doing their thing. And I'm like, man, all right, I guess I'm gonna have to start working on this thing, yeah, yeah. And being like noob, I was, I was like, I'm just gonna copy Peter's bike, like, what? that's a bike, that's I was not a bad thing, with. 
it was sweet looking like it looked cool it had all these cool parts that i assume you know were cool and i was like i'm just gonna copy it i'm just gonna do what do what he did so i start taking this bike apart and i'm just like you know i had some tools i you know had to buy some more and you know adjustable wrenches and like stuff you had laying around like it, it worked so i took this bike apart in my living room and then and then i had a moped in pieces sitting yeah, in, the yeah. in my living room <laughs> and i was like all right i'll just read him open army like religiously like that was like oh i got some free time and I just like lurk moped army and read like repair and read like um performance section and read the wiki like i used to read the fred's guide like over and over again so like i always tell people I'm like you know here's your you just got a moped i always give them like here's a handful of links like go to these yes. these are going to get you started like here's treatland like you know here's the wiki like read fred's guide like mm-hmm. and like and even when i tell them like yeah I, I still read it like here and there just like refresher because like that's like the basics to mopeds for me it's like i feel so lucky to come around the time i have because we have so many people doing tutorials on youtube like i cannot stress to anybody who's new who i generally sell a hobbit to i send them right to that uh travis tutorial with his baker's his pinball three built him and jesse stevenson did like there's such a good just basic knowledge of hobbits at least and like like you said just read the links um now let me ask you this is treatland around at this point like it is now are you still kind of bordering in the ebay store to real uh, they, were, they were still around then there's like like I said, this is like 2006 or something. So there's they're around. This their website and the store and Open Army's like you know thriving. Yeah, like it's all it's all like there. Like all the resources that I needed that I wouldn't have had if I got in the mopeds when I first saw them. Like when I was moved to Richmond, I was seeing the Satans ride around. Like if I would have bought a moped then, like they were still like you know having to hit people up on like you know you know, foreign eBay, mm-hmm. like, you know, foreign Craigslist and like translator and all that stuff to get parts shipped across the you know world. And it's like, uh, yeah, that part showed up in a month and a half. Like, you know, all that, like, I was like, nah, like I was right there for tree line time. Even though I was like, you know, seven, seven was still like, no one had been talking like a whole lot of shit about Dan, like Dan and seven, seven yet. So it wasn't like super bad rap or if it was like, I'm too, I was too new to like, even. Yeah. Care. So like, you know, like I'd look on 77 and I'd look on Treatland and like whoever had what I needed, that's where I ordered from. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would just slowly started just ordering parts for this bike just based on like stuff I saw on Peter's bike and, uh, you know, stuff I was reading on the internet. So like, I think my first, I had like new crank, Polini cases, like Polini kit, Doppler variator, ER3, like new ebr like hydro forks nice dude big ass tire like all the fancy shit i was gonna ask you how long did it take you to buy tires and brakes for that thing dude no that was out the gates i bought everything like that's rad it was ridiculous i was just literally just had this like pile of parts in the in this broken like taken apart moped growing in the corner of my living room (laughs) like between like two couches so it's just like everyone's like all right man like and my roommates didn't care. It was a bunch of dudes. Like, yeah, no one said anything about the stuff like piling up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I sanded the bike and painted it and did all this stuff like on the street, like in front of my house. Which nice, like, dude. I, I always get like fond like memories when like whenever I'm like sitting on the ground wrenching on a bike, like it takes me back. Like, yeah, you know, 
you grow up and like you get a bench and a chair <laughs> or like you know a standing workbench that rolls around and you're like oh, this is so much easier but like those times where you're at a rally and it's just like all right man i'm gonna sit on this curb and like fix my bike like always makes me like think about like the beginning of you know playing with mopeds there's still something fun about sitting on the ground, even like, I mean, everybody who listens to this obviously has seen how my setup is in my garage. I've got two tables, but like, I'll still take a bike down and just to do one thing or another, and I'll sit my ass on the, on the ground. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I don't want to do it for much longer, but like, this is nice doing it right here. That's good. And then like, you know, you get to do like funny things, like prop the bike up in an angle with your foot so you can like <laughs> you know, you're doing all this weird stuff to like so you can reach things that are hard yeah to yeah <laughs> especially when you're working on a hobbit and you're like trying to take it apart in multiple pieces and like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the the ratchet strap through the rafters has saved my life for pulling the hobbit apart um uh, so we you once, we once uh ratchet strapped someone's bike up uh at, like not to like jump around, I'll get to, I guess we'll get to the shred yeah, no shed. No worries. Stuff, like someone fucked up at the shred shed one time and like they left their bike outside or something. So we were like, oh, you want to leave your bike outside? All right. I think Thomas or like uh, Sean or someone like uh, they threw like a ratchet strap, like through these, through these like rafters outside. Yeah. And put his bike like 20 feet in the air <laughs> and left it out there. <laughs> Dude, I sold a kid a bike this year and like, a few like a month or so later he gets on the minnesota moped riders page and he he posted hey bring your bikes inside i just had to get chase somebody down from trying to steal my moped and there was like why are you leaving your moped outside bro like yeah, like no one else is doing what you're doing what are you talking about like, yeah like uh i once like when i first was like went on the hunt like really fetching bikes like i, I bought like two minty um hobbits mm-hmm. from like an hour and a half away from richmond or something and they were in the same town from two different people and like one guy had like fresh it was fresh 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 hobbit like he bought his tires direct from the honda dealership kind awesome. of guy like yeah. you know oh, i'm restoring this bike for my daughter but she didn't <laughs> like it so like you know like his her loss dude my my gain yeah yeah and I was like, I was really trying to get my more friends in the moped. So I sold it to my buddy and he would just like park in his neighborhood, like in his front yard, like it was a fucking, like his kid's bike or something. Yeah. One day he walked outside and the moped was gone. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, that was pretty much. The mintiest red and cream fucking Pook Max. I mean, uh, Hobbit on the Hobbit ever. And you just let it get stolen. Yeah. Oh. You know, I was giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sucked. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I guess I had that bike and I, I painted and I did all this stuff. And it was like, it was nice looking. You know, I even had those uh, stupid tire inlays. That Dude, those things are up. rad. I don't care what look, you say. They look, they look super cool. Like, as long as they're like new and fresh and like they're not yeah. color dyed, like sun faded. Mm-hmm. Like, they look sick. Like, I had these black and red tires and black wheels. Like, the bike looks sick. Yeah, yeah. And I never learned... I. The one thing you, well, that was kind of hard to figure out from reading the internet, and that was and that being your only form of learning how to moped, mm-hmm. uh, was timing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I built this beautiful, pretty looking bike, nice paint, brand new everything, clip on bars, low seat. Yes. So yes. Everything the new mopeder dreams about. Exactly. And, yeah. It looked cool. 
and I and it had all the bells and whistles at the time. And I, you know, I'd bring it places and people would look at it and be like, oh, this thing is sick. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and then my little, little heart would be like, yeah, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> right inside my little heart like yeah i did it it's like i know <laughs> i know and maybe like how fast ago i'm like it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I, pe- I peddled it here <laughs> yeah like so i did all this work and i did all this reading and i did all this studying but like i really didn't have more people to rent your mopeds with to like mm-hmm. help me figure out any anything besides what i could like learn myself and it would start and it would make all the sounds and it sound good, but it wouldn't go fast at all. Yeah. Just lay like, over it, like move and it makes sounds. And sometimes it backfire and then I'm going back first. I got to redo the timing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, had a micrometer and I was like, God, so dumb. Like, you know, with your micrometer has these little lines on it. Mm-hmm. They just got these big numbers, you know? And I'm like, Oh, well it said use 1.5. So that number right there says one. And then I guess I'll go halfway to that. So one and a half. And that's what I was like setting my timing at. You were at 15 probably, weren't you? I was or like, something like that. It was like an inch. Like a millimeter? No, one inch. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like way, way off. Just not. Oh, okay. I missed, I missed the ball. Like I dropped the ball hard. There was something I just overlooked while reading. Like, it's always something stupid though. Like it's always something stupid with mopeds. Like, oh, this is supposed to be in millimeters. <laughs> so yeah, like the bike, I don't know, never did good. Like I took it to a Hell Satan rally once. Like I, I barely got it to ride there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to the rally. Rally's in town this weekend. Like mm-hmm. that biggest promo video where the Hell Satan's backflipped the bike into the river. Yeah, yeah, the eastbound and drowned one that everybody loves. Like, epic. They had the best rally video, dude. Like it's They'll go down in history just for that. Well, amongst all the things they did, but like <laughs> back up in the river was sick, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I show up at the rally and like the rally spot meets like in this little t- town called like this little spot in the city called Oregon Hill. And mm-hmm. you pull up this field. It's like this little park and I, like park my bike and everyone's like eyeballing it. And like, it was my bike. And there was like this bike from uh, one of the guys from New York. I think it was in mission 23 came down or the orphans or somebody up there. And he had like this mint, mint, mint ass fucking TSM with all the bells and whistles, like super fancy. Like, yeah. And like between that and like my bike, people were just like looking at him like, man, these, these things got all the toys, dude. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, looking at him. <laughs> Look at that bike. We did it. <laughs> we, we almost <laughs> walked, we, we could have walked faster, but we made it here. <laughs> but, uh, we like sat around and like played some dice and kicked it. And I think if you, if there's a video somewhere, I think it's a, uh, I think it's actual black, black video on YouTube or, vi- you know, one of those fucking video sites where it's like, uh, I got to find it. I'll, I'll try to find this and you the link. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the videos from like a bunch of different places and a couple of different rallies. And, um, and one of them is Eastbound and Drown in Richmond. And it shows like, you know, everyone chilling at the river and like towards the end of the video, it shows like, me trying to start my moped like everyone the ride's leaving and everyone's riding off in the distance and i'm in the back of the pack like waddle walking my bike you know my butt on the seat like, <laughs> i'm like cover the car or do something weird to get the bike to start and i'm like yeah that's me in the video <laughs> so you broke down at your first rally is what you're saying uh i made it 
I broke down in my first rally, dude. It was oh, on yeah. a loner bike, but I broke down. Yeah, so. I definitely broke down. I think I made it like 10 miles or something. And then I tried to climb some hill. And as I was climbing the hill, the bike definitely uh, like seized. And I locked it up and I got a ride somewhere and I hopped on my bicycle and I went to the rest of the rally and hung out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have to say that I met some really rad people in the struggle bus who I still talk to to this day. Uh, that's where I met Mr. Kent, who was on the podcast. Um, and a few other, the spicy boys, I was giving them all a hard time. Like I think maybe one or two of their guys finished their own rally. The rest of them ended up in the struggle bus with us, that's which was, which was fun in its own right. Um, so you, you did that. Where are you starting? You said you struggle with learning timing and stuff like that. At what point did you figure that out for your bike? So that bike whole had its whole thing. And then like I moved, I had another roommate who had a Tomos and like, you know, I moved that from that place, you know, after struggling with my, my motorbike for like, you know, probably a year or something like oh, wow. together and not really having it going well. Cause I didn't really have any other one to like feed off of like the Satan's were doing their thing and I knew them. We were cool, but like, I didn't like hang out with them mm-hmm. and there weren't really any other people. And then like, you know, I besides my homies that I knew, but they were had to, you know, two of them had Tomoses. My other boy had a Pook, and like, you know, I don't know. My my roommate with the Pook had moved out, and he sold his bike to uh, Robin from the White Line Riders. Awesome, yeah, so like, yeah. You know, from Ripperellas, so she ended up with that bike down in uh, North Carolina, and and I was like, dude, like, I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out on my own. So I'm buying parts and season shit and fixing stuff. And like, I could always fix it. I could always get to run. I could always get to turn on, but I couldn't like get it to rip. And I remember it was like, you know, them doing group rides and like see mopeds right by my house. I'm like, damn, like mopeds just rolled by the house. My shit's down. Like, you know, you're like trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then I moved out and to another place. And I'm like, you know, I started buying more bikes when I had this apartment and excuse me. <coughs> So I had like this apartment with my, me, like me and my girl were, like living together, and and I'm like, all right, cool. And I found like a Hobbit online, and I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, like I think these Hobbits are cool because like once again I was lurking moped army, and I saw that Peter from the Ghost Riders that had built these sick motorbikes that I was like obsessed with, like got out of motorbikes and started getting into Hobbits, and he was like self-proclaimed Hobbit evangelists back in the day, <laughs> like. He was like, oh, I'm preaching the gospel of hobbits to everyone through the country, like going yeah. around. No one else, people were sleeping on him back then. Like, people were sleeping on hobbits, and he like had a blog, which I always link to people. I'm like, yo, just Google, I blasted here. And it's, it's an awesome up, blog, guys. Yeah, I've went through it a couple times. The sickest WordPress, mm-hmm. like, it's still just like surviving on the internet to this day. Yeah. And full like pictures, you want to see what all the parts look like taken apart. You want to see what the differences are between PA50 and PA52 and what you can do to modify your PA51 to be like a PA52. All of it's right there in this one blog, all in one spot. And he gives you the buddy Hobbit formula for like the indestructible 40 to 45 mile an hour stalker. That's the only blog I never got turned on to as a noob. Like, and I, I always tell people I'm still new, like, but like I got turned on to this link or that link and i read them all to the best of my ability but like that's the only one i didn't hear about until he was on your guys's podcast here a couple a month or two ago and i was like oh my goodness this is all just beautiful what 
We haven't had him on. I thought. Well, or they talked about it with uh, Bill Rebel or somebody, or somebody talked about it. We've talked about him a couple of times. Okay. So I wish I could. Yeah, I got to find him. Like, pull him, pull yeah. him back in, dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I found his shed and he was getting into hobbits and I was reading stuff about hobbits and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to find a hobbit. So I found this yellow PA52 and, it, you know, I rewired it and it started. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sick. And I proceeded to just ride it around. It was just great. It was yeah. doing all the things that like a moped should do. And I wasn't struggling. I wasn't like running my bike up and down the block, sweating my ass <laughs> off, trying to figure out how to get it run and like fixing it under fucking, you know, the street lamp. Yeah. I'd walk like all the things that sucked. And, and, and then I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to buy more mopeds. Why, <laughs> why I thought this when I was living in a, a like a loft apartment with my girlfriend. I'm like, you know, sometimes I work on a moped inside and then like you spill a whole thing of gas and the neighbors are like, you you smell that gas leak. And I'm like, no, I do not. I don't know what you're talking about, homie. Got nothing. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't have like, dude, I didn't have a garage. I didn't have a place to like lock the bikes or store them undercover. I literally like was buying mopeds. I had like three motorbikes. And like three hobbits, and they were all chained to this one fence in my in my parking lot. And I'm just Dude, like, that's so amazing. I give people like yourself so much credit for like getting into stuff like any type of motor, anything. Who live in an apartment and who will just bring it into their apartment. Like I grew up in southern Minnesota. You had a shop and you worked on stuff in the shop. You didn't bring it in the house because only super white trash brought their rednecks brought into the house. Like that's what was drilled into my head as a kid. So I had this phobia about bringing anything motorsports into the house, except for my go-kart tires as a child, because you had to keep those at a certain temperature all the time. But like, yeah, dude. So dude, I give you the thumbs up, just like, fuck it. This I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. It was, it was funny. Like it, it worked, I guess for the time. (laughs) And then like, you know, one day I'm out riding and like, I don't know. A couple of things started happening. Cause like our scene was always doing all this own shit. There was like stuff popping off. There was always kind of people riding around and the Satans were still throwing like huge rallies. So, you know, the Satans are doing the thing, throwing huge rallies, doing the shit. And like, I'm just out kind of soloing cause my roommate that moved away, like didn't have his bike and my other roommate stopped riding his Tomos. And my other two boys that had Tomos kind of were like getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, cool. Just riding my, this thing by myself. Like, enjoying it going on solo rides and like taking it to work and then like one day i'm just out cruising and someone comes like blasting by me one day i'm riding my up and they come ripping by me on like this gorelli top tank with like a zebra printed seat and i'm like <laughs> and they rip past me because i'm on a stalker and like, i gotta catch him at the next light and i'm like yo what's up dude and we pound it and like we like yeah, yeah. Kind of on the bike and it's sal that used to be in smog squad okay and I'm like, oh, dude, what's up, man? So I met him, and then, like, he's like, yo, let's go ride sometime. So we interchange, you know, we exchange information, and, like, I go out and ride with him one night, and he, like, brings me to meet this dude, Nigel, which is, like, Nigel's in Black Black now. And, mm-hmm. like, and, like, you know, I knew him from, like, concerts and shows and stuff when we were younger, and I was like, oh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, you're already riding these mopeds, too? And he had, like, a Tomos, and, like, me and him and those two dudes would just go rip around, and then, like, 
they had this other friend, you know, named Cole that used to be around. And that dude, like, they all took me to the Shred Shed, which is like Sean from Black Black had moved to Richmond. And like, he was wrenching on bikes, at, you know, in his backyard and like doing his thing. I know you kind of talked about it with Brad for a little bit. Like, yeah. Your episode with him. But um, yeah, they were wrenching his yard. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to open a moped shop. And like, Richmond never, like, we hadn't had a shop in years. Like, there was one a little bit that's called the Moped Cafe. But okay. That, like, Talk some people over and like, you know, you know, got a little sketchy with it. So like that would had that had been gone for a while. And the was there of, any type of scooter shop or anything going on at Richmond at this point? Um, we've always we've always had a scooter shop. So uh, the Seven Hills Scooter Rally, which is like a scooter club that we're all like really tight with in Richmond. Mm-hmm. We've had them on our podcast too. And uh, one of their members owns a scooter shop in Richmond called uh it was called Scoot Richmond at the time now it's called Moto Scoot Richmond okay Moto Richmond because like they got into selling like you know Triumphs and KTMs and like big bikes and like yeah, yeah. on top of Vespas and I think they also sell like the like Zeros and stuff and like they always had a good shop but they didn't do moped work they exclusively did like Vespa you know yeah like new scooter tech mm-hmm so, but they always were cool. They'd always support the scene. Like whenever there would be a scooter rally, the, you know, the host spot would always be at the scooter shop. Awesome. They'd let us like, you know, have Grimaka and like do wild stuff in their parking lot. Like, all right, we're going to build a seesaw and jump it. Like, <laughs> you know, so they were That's cool. That's awesome. Like shout out Chelsea, shout out uh, Motor Scoot Richmond. Um, they also donated to our podcast when we first started and gave us like a Senna. That I think was like one of our first giveaways. Awesome, dude. Yeah, I was like, like what, what the fuck, dude? Like, this shop didn't need to give us a cent on to like give away. They they always contribute to our rallies that we throw yeah. in. Like, yo, screw Richmond. Like, we got a rally coming. Can we get some swag? And they'd be like, yeah, here's a box full of gloves that they gave to the Rebel Rousers. Nice. Like, yeah, it was, I don't know. They're really cool. They've been always been super supportive of the community. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, whether it's mopeds or scooters. Yeah, or I can say this. Like, it seems to be in the St. Paul, Minneapolis scene, like the bridge between scooters and mopeds are getting a little better because like I was told that it's all hearsay. So I can't really trust on any of that, but like I go to the local scooter shop and all the guys, I go in the back work area and all the guys bullshit with me and I may or may not get dealer prices on oil and helmets and stuff like that. Like I can't thank Scooterville enough for the things they've done for me. And Mike Shocker, who's a, he's one of the trace rail guys, a moped club out of Minneapolis. Like he works there now working on a moped. So like, it seems like that bridge is getting a little better, but at one point it sounded like there, there was a rift and that's all I can say. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Which is weird. We never really had it here. Cause there's always been different clicks that always mm-hmm. match. It's like, all right, this is one scene, but there's like, you know, 20 different groups that all do the same thing. Yeah. Like our, our moped clubs, like we got mad moped clubs that could, uh, it's only enough people to probably be one moped club, but, <laughs> but the, but you end up with five or six or seven. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like, um, I don't know, man, like it was cool. Like we were doing the whole thing. I had that bike, the Hobbit, and that led me to the shred shed. And I'm like, Oh, what? We have a garage, like a space. And there's people who work here and you walk in and you see like all these mopeds that I, I'd never seen before. And I met Sean, I met like Josh and all the other people who were hanging out there and they're like doing Moped Monday. And like, yeah, we're doing Moped Monday this week. Come, come check it out. I'm like, what? And then like uh, Vince that's in black, black now used to be my neighbor. When I live in that house with the basement, 
my mm-hmm. first roommate had a bike. Like this dude next door had a moped too, and that was Vince and MB and Black Black. They had their own garage. It was like three or four of them who had their own little spot. So I remember like going and checking that spot out. I'm like, man, I'm meeting all these people that like I had known around, but yeah. I hadn't hung out with or done anything with, especially not moped related, because I've just been mopeding by myself. And they're like, and they're like, well, I got all these bikes in my house and nowhere to put them. <laughs> and my buddy Cole was like, yo, I rent space from Sean at the shred shed. Like, you know, we just sublease like a little bench and a little corner to store our stuff. Like, yeah, hit him up. Like you can probably bring your stuff there. And he's like, I'm like, he was like, yeah, fine. And I proceeded to bring all my bikes from the fence, put them in the van and took them to this, you know, garage. And now I had a place to wrench. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier that they're a have a home and B you're inside. Like yeah. that's a huge deal inside had a home it was connected to like the uh like the bicycle co-op in richmond like shared mm-hmm. the base with the shred shed so it was like bicycle co-op and all the bicycle kids on one side and like all the mopeds on this other side and the bicycle kids would do like uh like like parking lot like movies you know awesome like, oh, dude got the projector out we're doing movies and we're doing moped mondays so we're having like dude we were having like 20 people moped mondays like that's pretty good like that's like a small yeah. alley you know yeah, yeah. we're meeting new people left and right. Sean's selling bikes. So like, you know, more people would come and meet up and go to the rides. And and I'm like, well, I got space. I guess I can buy more bikes. <laughs> I didn't need them, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It was going good. Like, and I hadn't like been to like an out of town rally. Like I said, I'd, I'd been to moped rallies. Like even before I had a moped, I was yeah hanging out at moped rallies because it was just something to do in town. But like, it wasn't until like I really like got to the shred shed and like, you know, had a hobbit, something that was a winning reliability that I like even thought about going to a rally like out of town. So what was your, like, what was your first actual out of town rally? Cause you, you, you've talked on your podcast a little bit, like, and I think this might be more true for Ohio and Michigan and uh, like in that area, like they're all so close to each other, but on the other side of the great Lake in Minnesota, like we're fuck, dude, we're five, six hours from any other club. I mean, really, I mean, Sufa, I get Green Bastards is like four hours, and like Spicy Boys is six hours. I want to say the Dead Possums are like six, seven hours. So it's like, and then the Cranks are another five, six hours. So I mean, we're all spread apart, and you guys, you say spread apart, but that's like pretty good still. Like six hours isn't isn't bad considering like some rallies people drive to are like twenty hours away. This is true. I'm like a like under seven. I think is like the goal. Like yeah. seven hours or less, you can go anywhere. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Because like, like seven hours or less, if you work, you know, Thursday, mm-hmm. you have to get off. You got time to load up the bikes, do all the shit, hang out, party at the shop, and then leave at like ten o'clock at night. You drive through the night where there's no traffic. You get to the rally spot the next morning, and there's time to like recoup go get some breakfast, hang out <laughs> before anything kicks off for the rally. Yeah. Like seven hours is clutch. That's like, that's like the best. I go to make- seven hours for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> guys, you it. make a good point, dude. You make a good point, but I I'm still jealous of the East coast. You guys are seem to be a little more consolidated, but why don't you talk about your first time you went to an out of town rally, your experience with that. Okay. So I had my Hobbit and I was like, 
I'm going to... What's your setup on your Hobbit at this point? Not to j- jump into your story. Like, is it... Uh, no, no, it was... I had the stalker and that was all I had. And it was riding around and doing all these things. And it was great. And the motor came, still had these fancy parts, but didn't go fast. Because I sucked. <laughs> and well, then, you didn't know what you didn't I know. I, I don't now. don't beat yourself up on that, dude. Like, no, it's not beat up. It's funny. It's whatever. It's <laughs> great to look back on. It's like, oh, man, you're silly. But like, uh, I had the Hobbit and I was like, I'm going to rebuild it. I'm going to build it up. So, you know, read the internet. You do all the Hobbit stuff you see everyone else doing because that's the name of the game. It's like, yeah, do what the next guy's doing. Like, apparently that works. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what he's doing seems to be doing all right. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, re- I rebuilt it. I did like the uh, the TJT. I did the, the DO read block. We stretched mm-hmm. it out um actually this was pre-stretch so it wasn't a stretch we did the uh we were doing this mod back in the day where we would uh chop the air box out mm-hmm. like you cut out the air box and like bend the middle half down and then you could put an av7 intake on the hobbit stock intake like you put the two together mm-hmm. and, and then you could run a shawl okay so we were just doing this like poor man shawl mod to, like all the hobbits so it had a shawl and a dr kit like clutch springs promo pipe and like first time i fired it up it did a wheelie and like no tuning no nothing it took around the block and it did 55 yeah yeah I was like all right it's done <laughs> and, I, and like speaking of that like i got the bike to start the night before he went to this rally of course yeah, yeah. So i'm chilling at the shred shed and i'm hanging out with all these people i'm meeting all these people and they're like we're going to this rally out of town i'm like oh okay satan's rally was fun like hanging out in richmond's fun but out of town, that could be fun. I'll, I like I like trips. I like traveling. Yeah. I like to drive. It's like I'm in. So Richmond's always kind of been like all our rallies that we've done. We've always started done doing groups. So it's always just open invite. Like, yeah. All right, we're going to this rally out of town. Here's the date. This is when we're leaving. This is when we're coming back. Everyone's invited. You let us know if you're coming. That's so like, awesome, dude. Like get in the get in the van. Like yeah. that's, that's the goal. Like everyone comes no matter what. So get in the van. You got a hundred bucks. Like, cool. That covers your gas round trip for the whole thing. Get in the mm-hmm. van. We're going, we're going to New Orleans. We're going to Florida. We're going wherever. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. Like a bunch of us were like, yo, we're going to this rally. Thomas had this big ass truck back in the day. He called it the truck boat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we threw all these bikes in the back of his truck. I think we might've rented a trailer or something. And we rolled deep to Wilmington, North Carolina for the White Line Ride, uh, White Line Riders Rally. Right on, dude. Southern Comfort Three or something. I can't remember what it's called, but it was cool. We get there and like I had always seen um, Austin from Rogue Bills like on the internet and see all his like you know his generals and all these like cool bikes he's doing with crazy names like Bloodlust or you know whatever (laughs) fuck he was calling them. Yeah, yeah. Like. Pull ups around, like that dude's there. And I'm like, yo, I've only seen this bike on the internet. And I'm like, seeing like the dirty petcocks were from Florida and they're all have these matching t shirts. I'm like, mm-hmm. Sacramento, where the fuck is that? <laughs> like, yeah. socks, get out of here. <laughs> like, or wherever they're Sarasota. Yeah, that's where they're there. From. You go. I was gonna say Sacramento's yeah. Yeah, yeah. country well, homie, I but like, I was gonna step on your story. No worries. I, I could have been it. from Sacramento. No, one of those S's, dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, i don't know it was cool like seeing all these bikes like i'm, I'm meeting all these people and like really cool bar that it was at like we found we had a guy from you know the club he was like y'all can stay at our house and we just yeah we got tents we'll just camp in his backyard so we set tents up in his backyard 
like I hadn't owned a tent in probably like 10 years. Yeah. So I bought a tent off like Amazon or something, you know, mm-hmm. got, got a tent to my house. I'm like, all right, cool. got this hundred dollar tent. <laughs> <Set it up. laughs> you know, and it worked. It was great. And we, we had a fun, we had a good time. We got there. And of course, like I pull my bike out and I'm like, Oh, let me work on my bike in the parking lot. Like, you know, like super noob status when you go to the rally and you're like, we got to tune when we get there. Yep. Like, I got to rejet the whole bike when I get to the rally. I got to change the needle. I got to do everything. So we're like, yeah, yeah. A bunch of us sitting in a parking lot, like tuning and wrenching on bikes while everyone's hanging out, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I'm like, oh, it's also when I learned hard lesson about hobbits uh, that uh, M6 cylinder studs are, are not your, not your friend. If, if, if you are not, you're friendly to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so now pro tip, uh, if you want to tighten your head studs on a hobbit, uh, loosen them first. Yeah. I always loosen before I tie in. Now, let me ask you this. You've owned quite a few hobbits. I have seen people blown threads out of them, but how do you snap a cylinder stud? This still baffles me that somebody can do that. Cause I bought more than one hobbit with the cylinder stud head broken off and they uh, didn't blow the threads out. Barely easy. Like, it's okay. Really? Yeah. It's really simple. Like if you just like tighten it too much like that yeah. torque, it'll snap because it's so thin like well, the aluminum's so soft like i've like the intake threads i blew some out once and it took me enough it took me that's why i'm ultra paranoid about anything hobbit now like i torque everything with a torque wrench instead of hand guess it like one went from yeah. like mode mccain that has like super high torque like mm-hmm. even with a torque wrench i have a foot pound torque wrench torquing like mode mccain studs and then like going to a Hobbit was like this little M6. That's yep. the you know, there's no nuts. It's just a stud. So it's like, yeah. oh, you turn it, and that's what happened. My first rally, we're fucking tuning, this, tuning, the, wrenching this parking lot, and I'm like, oh, let me make sure my head's tight before the ride leaves. Snap, like, okay, I just fucked that up, and I had to ride a loner. Like, <laughs> like, all right, cool. My glad we brought an extra bike, so I rode a loner for the rally instead of the bike that I just finished building the night before. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't let me back you up a bit on the story you said, Thomas, and we don't need to make it about you guys, but like, what was the first time you two actually met? I never asked them this, uh, when I had them on. So it's hard for me to remember. Like, I have bad memory like that. Yeah, dude, no worries. Like, we had met each other from hell, like at those Hell Satan rallies, we had seen each other before, like, and then, like, I mean, I met some rebels and stuff back then before they were rebels. And so we've seen each other around, but it wasn't until like I started going to the thread shed that like that kind of brought like our whole community kind of like back together. Awesome. Like there were always little clicks and there was like the Hell Satan's were doing the thing and we see people at Hell Satan rallies, but you know, there wasn't like a communal spot. There wasn't anyone going on weekly. And it was like, it wasn't until like Sean got here in the thread shed that like, we're like, all right, cool. There's Moped Monday happening now every week. Forever. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's still to this day, it's like, we're like, we suck at it now. Like our, our Moped Mondays have been pretty shot like lately, but like there were years where there was Moped Monday every Monday. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be in the garage. Cause like we all had like the, we, he had a shop and like it went from like, you know, two or three people like leasing space from him. Like, you know, subleasing like a spot for him to like 10 or 15 of us being like in this one building together. So yeah. you had like a big warehouse communal spot where everyone's just hanging out and like no matter what day of the week you show up one of your boys is probably there hanging out working on mopeds 
that's one thing I've noticed through doing this podcast. Any community, and they have a shop because they have a strong community, or do they have a shop? I mean, it's that thing like, what makes the is it the shop or is it the community or is it the community or is it the shop? But like, yeah, it seems like people who have a shop have a strong community. Yeah, it helps. Like, even if it's just like one person's house, Mm -hmm. everyone's got knows where the hangout's gonna be. It's like it kind of ties it together because it's like you don't have to try to hang out. It's not like yo, who's hanging out? You gotta hunt your friends down and like get them out the house. Like, no. If they're gonna be working on mopeds, if they're gonna be doing this, they're gonna be at this place. Yep. You show up, and someone's probably gonna be there. And dude, that's one thing I give you so much credit for. Like what I noticed and I still apologize for locking you out of your house. Like your house is so welcoming. And like, that's one thing a little bit about me. I try to make my house very welcoming to moped people. And, um, but yeah, dude, you guys have a really special thing going on in Richmond. I mean, that's why I think you guys attract so many people, so many mopeders coming through Richmond. Um, but enough praising you and we'll get to you, get to your story a little bit more. Um, so you broke that head, you rode the rally. Um, what was your thoughts like during your first rally? Like, I mean, I didn't really think much of it. Cause it was like, it was a good time. We were just coming to party and we were like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to turn up regardless. Like we're here with a bunch of our friends, exactly. people that we've like, we had met some people before. Cause you know, Hell Sands Hell Sands were having giant rallies. So people come to Richmond and you meet people. And you're like meeting people in Moped Army on the internet. And then you meet them in real life and you're like, all right, cool. Like I'm I'm really easy at like just like being tight with someone right out the gates. Like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Let's let's turn up. Let's get it. Like what are, what are we trying to do? <laughs> and I don't know. That rally was cool, dude. Like I had a I had a good time. Like the food was good. They had like a really interesting, like um like raffle pack like gift kind of thing it was uh they they had like all the old spark plugs from like you know you mopeds we change spark plugs for no reason yeah so you got all these spark plugs just piling up and they took all their spark plugs and they got these little like kind of small like mason style jars not mason jar but some kind of little jar like that mm-hmm. and they like epoxied the spark plug to like the cap or to the base yeah they filled them with water and put in like glitter and they made their own snow globes. Dude, that's awesome. So that was like this like cool like white line like snow globe that you got like for the prize, like you know, as a gift. And it was like yeah, yeah. Oh, this thing's awesome. And like the ride was cool. And the we- reason like Wilmington's cool is that it's a beach town. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the last time I went to a rally it was like, all right, we're going to a beach rally. Like, here's the theme: ride mopeds, go to the beach. Like what else do you need? Like, yeah. So they had a really awesome ride. Um, I always praise the clubs that do like a, like a printed ride map mm-hmm. or like route, you know, like here, here's the route. Everyone's got it. It was in the rally pack. You get lost. You want to keep doing the route. There it is. So I went on that ride and I broke down like halfway through and like, who did I break down with? I broke down with, I can't remember like too long ago. <laughs> I, broke down, I broke down with someone else who was like equally rad and we we're just broke down together like fixing trying to fix our bikes inside the road just like rachel from legion or someone yeah but like figuring our bikes is outside the road like the whole pack's gone we're left alone and i'm like i got my shit started again i'm like hell yeah like i'm back and i pull out this little piece of paper 
and it's got you know right left right and all these road names and i just like follow the route holding this piece of paper in my hand yeah like you know like around the grip i just had it in my hand and then i'd hold the grip so i could hold on to it (laughs) yeah yeah. pick my hand up and like look at it like oh that's the next turn and like (laughs) i'm just doing the rest of this ride solo and genius and you're you're just like every couple minutes you're just catching another broken down straggler which is really funny when when you're just like cruising so it's breadcrumbs it's breadcrumbs yeah, along the way like, they're just waving you on and pointing <laughs> in the direction like you got it keep going <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great it was the best and then i got like i got like maybe like i don't know i got maybe like two miles from like the beach where the end was at and like ran out of gas or something and uh and then like randomly someone that i knew from like shows like those friends of one of my homies that lived in Wilmington, like saw me and was like, was like, yo, dude, what's up? Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, yo, I'm trying to get to the beach. He's like, get in the, he do my shit in the back of his truck and he drove me to the beach. Dude, that's so fucking awesome. I, like, I popped out and like, swear to God, like that rally. I, I like those rallies where you see like, you know, a lot of bikes in the failure trailer. Mm-hmm. the van or the truck or whatever it is this rally was like a destroyer dude you saw this trailer pull up with bikes piled on top of each other yeah like, yeah no regard for your moped like <laughs> you got some fancy bike you better just lock it up and get it later yeah. like, there were bikes just stacked on top of each other in the back of this trailer like, Jesus. Deep, yeah yeah deep. like at least 30 bikes broken down i was like all right, well, at least we're at the beach now. Yeah. <laughs> and like the waves are no joke either. A woman's got like some like big waves. So we we're just like getting tired and worn out in the ocean and like yeah. we getting drunker on the beach. It was, it was crazy. It was good. It was a good time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, dude. It's always interesting to see that, the, how many bikes make it with struggle bus and the trailer. And then you start seeing, it's like, oh, it's getting tight. And then like, I've yeah. been lucky enough to be at a few rallies where like people are like, Okay, we're gonna go back to the headquarters and drop all these bikes off and and um, reconvene. Re- <laughs> pick up the rest of the stragglers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, have you have you have you driven Chase before? I have not driven Chase. So, and because I'm not prospector or not any club, I don't think I'm gonna have to, which I'm okay with. No, you might. Um, you gotta do it at least. Everyone's gotta do it at least once. You drive, we'll see. like suggest, like you know, reach out. Like, oh, I'll drive Chase. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, Chase support. You know, being there like answering the phones looking at the map <laughs> yeah yeah i got a shout out to mikey provolone from the spicy boys because like i was the spicy boys last rally i was like one of the first breakdowns and it was totally my fault i borrowed my friend's bike and had to drill start it and blah 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 didn't do it right Dude, and like up, mike in the loo was that what it was called what locked up in the loo was that what, what other no it was spicy boys to okay. electric boogaloo Oh, I like the name of that. Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up dubbing um this one Mickey or I forget her damn name. She's from Sioux Falls. Um, she tattooed ours like we ended up dubbing her van the Boogaloo bus. And Kansas City's <laughs> a hilly, hilly city, and we lost brakes. <laughs> and like, yeah, it wasn't good, dude. And like I finally we stopped at Mikey's house, and I'm like, I and I got in with a few people because I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna call Uber. I'm I've got family and I want to see him again. I'm not getting back in the van, dude. It's over. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. 
but no, dude, it's all mopeds. It all worked out, so it's all fun. Um, Jesus. What? Yeah, yeah. Like always. Pro tip for anyone throwing a rally: uh, have chase prizes. Yes. Like you know, first breakdown prize, second breakdown prize, like first C's. Have like some like some stuff in there to like celebrate the the breakdown. Like yeah, make, yeah. That, make that part just as fun as the rally. That like people, yeah. Some people, some people forget about that. Like. And then people just get stuck in this kind of like boring, like chase situation. But like, if you make the chase kind of fun, like they're going to have fun regardless. Yeah. Yeah. That good idea. Um, so you got to your first out of town rally. Like what was it at this point? Like you're going around, you're at the shred shed. Um, are you looking to be in a crew with anybody or are you, even how I'm kind of wondering how this transition to, into club life happened for you. Um, I never thought about it. I was doing my own thing. Like mm-hmm. the hell sons were doing, you know, they were around, they were doing theirs. Uh, Thomas, you know, and, and Ashley and them had the rebel rousers and, you know, rebel rousers around there. They got what they had going on. Uh, man. And it was like, Sean was in block black and he's the one who started the shred shed and he lived in Richmond and then, like, I did that out-of-town rally. And then, like, you know, I'd been around. I'd been doing all the Muppet Mondays. My homie Vince had his own garage with a couple of his buddies, you know, had been coming around. He was riding. We are all doing the same stuff. And then, like, Sean asked me and Vince if we wanted to, like, prospect for Black Black. And I was like, knew nothing about Black Black besides, like, Moped Army. Just read mm-hmm. on the internet, you know? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm in, like, cool, let's do it, like, and I came from, like, you know, high school clubs, and, like, you know, straight edge crews, and all this other stuff, so it's, like, I was, I was always down for clicks, you know, have, having a name for your little screw, your little group, yeah, being, like, 15, have my own, like, little skate team, you know, like, mm-hmm. that stuff's fun, like, have, like, it's, you know, little com- camaraderie, like, yeah, let's do it, black, black, like, I'm in, <laughs> and, like, I I never I didn't really have a crazy like prospecting experience or anything because like like I said like I had already built like a crazy motivacane like from the ground up by myself. Mm-hmm. I like done a whole Hobbit build. I'd done like I bought a bunch of bikes. Like I had like you know a couple of different makes. Like I've gone out of town rallies. I've been to Satan's. I'd like been coming to all the Moped Mondays. So I was like already doing the things. I was in the shop. I was helping out. Like and Sean like. The way he like kind of prospected, yeah, prospected me and like events and stuff. It wasn't like, oh, do this, do this. Like, you're my bitch now. It's like, yo, I'm I'm about to build this Polini uh, E50. Like, yo, Vince, like, dremel this, dremel this out for me so I can fit the cylinder. Oh, that's all you got to do. Like, cool. So you're just helping your friends like do cool moped stuff. Yeah. And then Polini broke and it's like, yo, Jason, open that up some more so we can get a Gila kid in it sick <laughs> yeah some tires need to be changed like, that's all we're doing we're just hanging out working on mopeds like doing the normal stuff and going to rallies and like partying and then we went to um we went to nashville for like the bandits like last rally mm-hmm. i think that thing it's a club yeah bourbon band it's like i just hear about the, and me i love to go on long rides and like Derek from kfc like talked about it like they put on just long rides. So like, that's, a, I'm a little jealous. I never, I wasn't around for their days. Uh, 
No, I can't remember. There's so many fucking clubs. It's hard to keep yeah. track of them all sometimes. Oh, dude, no worries, my guy. Like, we went to Nashville for the Nashville rally. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, some of the Black Black Boys from Denver, like, drove out from the other side of the country. And that's when I, you know, got to really first, like, meet, like, other Black Black people from, like, out of town. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was just, like, me, Sean, and Vince, you know, doing our thing. And he was kind of, like, doing this weird, like, he was, like, doing, like, the East Coast, like, re- recruiting. He was, like, scout dude he was like out yep. here just like cherry picking like the best of like fallen clubs you know mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was like ooh, the fucking uh the um what is it the uh, i can't even think of club names right now too many too like, many dude we, we picked up one of the boys from philly that used to be in the old club out there we picked up you know some of the some of the cat clubs from uh from Baltimore and then it was like mm-hmm. I don't know he was just kind of building like this weird little east team of like misfits east coast team of misfits and like I don't know met some other boys in, in Nashville had a great time in the trace like saw some cool wrecks got to be on that really high bridge with like hot and ready's and this was like still like black black hot and ready like action city all had the, the trifecta kind of going on yeah yeah all the three bad boy clubs like united so I got to meet like a bunch of hiding readies for the first time when we went out to the Nashville rally. And I'm like, I don't know. We just like raged the night, like shooting on fireworks, like <laughs> wild and like having a blast. It was, it was, it wasn't like, it was never hard. It wasn't like anything that I was really doing. Yeah. Was, like, doing what anyone else would do. Having fun with mopeds. Like, yeah, dude. It was just like, yeah, yeah. we go to this rally. We're going out of town, get in the van. Yeah. yeah. Like, You're just the mandatory. We should, showing up <laughs> you know like <laughs> yo come on let's go like have fun like you we're going we're going to denver and as sean called the motherland like we're going to the motherland like, <laughs> that's awesome like, dude what do you mean we're going to denver like yeah we're driving there that's that's <laughs> that's a <laughs> stiff drive for you guys and we'll, we'll we'll see it in 27 hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 a haul, definitely. Um, so what was your experience? What was your what did you think of Denver riding for your first time the first time you got out there for a rally? Like were you driving Chase out there or like what was like that? Yeah, what was that like for you? So we the first time we went to Denver, because we we'd already been going, like like I said, like that first year, like after we started going to rallies, like we were all like going together all the time. Thomas, the Rebels, like Tab, like smog squad like all the richmond people would grow in groups and we'd be super deep everywhere we went mm-hmm. just like all right cool we're going to new orleans we're going to nola like we're going wherever like let's go that's awesome and dude we hopped in we went to denver like dana that works at treatland like mm-hmm. like he ended up like you know he came with us and he was like you know his club in richmond had been around just as long as the Satans, but like they were falling off like it was it was two of them left you know and it was like, you know, Dana and like, you know, his one homegirl, like they were the only ones left and like they were still hanging out, riding mopeds like all these years later. Yeah. And, yeah. and like we were picking up, you know, other people. So we went out to Denver. We had this blast, this, you know, rally and met all the boys. Like I think out the gates, like I, we showed up at the spot and we parked the van and we went in like uh, our, our friend's shop. I'm like, yo, what's going on, guys? We're here. Like, let's get it. And like, 
my buddy AJ from Black Black was like in like one of the first Moped Money podcast episodes. Like, yeah, dude, I love that podcast. Yeah, talk shit about the casseroleers and like, <laughs> people yeah. got a little sensitive about that. That's all I'll say. Like, I'm just like, casserole cook off. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I i won't stir up any more shit but like some people go that didn't happen and that didn't happen i'm like dude i don't care like very <laughs> subjective dude like you, you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> exactly dude it's like awesome <laughs> but yeah like i i walked in and like Andy's always like been like the aggressive like you know kind of dude and he's like get over and tries like tries to like wrestle with me like <laughs> right after you walk in the building after this 27 hour drive and i pick him up and like put him on the ground and like dislocate his shoulder yeah like, dude i'm not fucking with you ever like you you're what are you like six two like you're no, i'm only six foot dude. only okay whatever i'm five eight dude you're anything over five eleven is huge to me so whatever he's a little guy <laughs> but uh but yeah like um I don't know. It was fun. Like we like fucked around. Like just because my buddy's shoulder. First time I'm meeting him, I'm like, all right, guess we're friends now. Like, <laughs> like they popped it back in place. It was like, oh, don't worry. That happens all the time. Like his body's like falling apart. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, say, so, yeah, I, I feel yeah. him on I that. Know. It was great, man. Like the rally was called uh, Black Moon Rising. I think mm-hmm. I know you had some people on that talked about it. I think Alex talked. I, I know a bunch of people have talked about that one, but it was it was a fun rally. It's like. I think it was the first. I don't know if there had been one before because I don't because I wasn't going out of town rallies before then. But yeah. As far as the rallies I had been to to that point, it was like the first of its kind. Like it was like, all right, this isn't like come to the rally and there's like a ride and then a party and then a long ride and another party and like it was like, all right, you come to this one and it's a scavenger hunt. That's awesome. And you get to grab your team, grab the rally pack and go hit all these spots on your own time choose your own routes choose your own direction like you know take, go with other teams go with other groups like you know do whatever but go to these spots and like we had black black people scattered like all over the city to like you know be there to check you in and you know get stuff done and like puddle puddle cutters had their own spot where they were like cutting people in with like a knife like on mm. this like <laughs> bar like rooftop balcony or something like, <laughs> that's someone awesome, cut dude. Themselves bad dude someone cut themselves bad i was like really bleeding like oh he he went too deep yeah yeah and it's <laughs> elevation so everything's a little thinner there too like fucked up and, like, yeah. I remember, like like people were upstairs cutting themselves at the puddle cutter at the puddle cutter spot and i'm like <laughs> downstairs outside speed modding bikes <laughs> i'm like pulling pulling spark plug boots <laughs> like, yeah turn to like unplugging wires and shit and like someone comes out like hey like that guy's never messed with bikes i'm like oh you a snitch dude get out yeah, of here yeah dude come on now snitches get stitches we all know hush hush on that shit it's, it's, it's all it's all funny games dude we're just trying to like you know yeah prank, prank people's bikes and then like watch them like try to start it for five minutes and see who figures out that they're plugged with some unplugged first yeah but like <laughs> i don't know it was it was great like i had a blast at the rally they had a little camp spot that had this little trail, so we're whipping around this trail. The only thing that sucks is the camp spot was like super far away from where everything was at. It was like a good 15 mile ride, like yeah, to get back to the camp spot. It was like, man, it was so far away. But like, I don't know, they had cool ideas. Like, you know, the scavenger hunt was cool. They had a little ending spot that had like one of those like seesaw teeter things to ride a moped across, but it was only like a four by four wide or something like a two by four wide. I don't know. It was really, it wasn't wide enough. <laughs> and I remember yeah. like go, trying to go up and then like eating it. And like, yeah. it was, 
we had one of they had one of those things we had like ride with like a, a stick and try to get it through this hoop and like all these other weird like activities and there was like this little dirt field next door and they were like yo we're gonna do dubs races over here in this field it was like a circle track mm-hmm. you know this mopeds motorsport you, you're a motorsport guy you know go yeah. fast turn left that's yeah, yeah. the aisle so we're like let's go fast turn left on this fucking dirt circle dubs and then the talk of doing that was fun and then we were like yo let's do it riding trips yeah i was gonna say you gotta go one more <laughs> so yeah so there was like a trips race at this rally around this circle and it was <laughs> awesome like i think uh I, there's pictures somewhere that are sick and like i think my team i had i had someone sitting on the back like riding me like riding dubs like normally mm-hmm. and then i had someone else turned around facing me sitting in my lap right <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I was going to ask if you had your rack bike there or not. Like, uh, it was like, uh, it was my, my Hobbit, but I had like back, back then I had this, uh, I had a Cobra frame with a general take and mm-hmm. one, like 1970s garage or something. It's called like, uh, the Ginny Habra or something. Yeah. I think I've seen some pictures of it. It's a really cool looking bike. I'll give you that. Yeah. That was, that was like my main bike. That was my rally bike for years. Like after I got hit by a car. So after I got hit by a car that destroyed my Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And I then I built that bike, and that was the bike I took everywhere for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. But dude, the trips race was fun. They then they tried to do this like uh, <laughs> one of those like okay, the person on the left like like a like a trike like a I don't know you know like a potato sack race. They tried to yeah. do that with mopeds. Oh goddamn! Like, like the left the left rider had to hold the the right rider's throttle and vice versa or something something yeah. something really sketchy like that yeah it, the the broken man in me is saying nope i'll i'll watch it barely it barely worked <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was gonna say i think you're giving a lot of credit on the barely yeah, it barely worked <laughs> and then i was also like uh like uh steve brown and like and like josh Azure like used to do this thing where they'd go to rallies and then they would disappear and you'd be like yeah where they go oh they're at cheesecake factory <laughs> like they were not into eating rally food they'd always go to these long out-of-town rallies and then they would disappear to go eat like at some legit like chain and <laughs> when we we're at that rally we like some of us dipped off to go like ride across town and go eat it like a buffalo wild wings and like watch sports like by ourselves <laughs> we're like we need to get away for a couple hours <laughs> yeah yeah i think there is something to be said about that decompression period at the rally but i will say this if you ever get to a, a rally in kansas city definitely eat the barbecue because like the everybody born in Kansas City, I swear to God, knows how to just do barbecue. Like it's insane. You want the I chicken just, or you want the pork? Yeah. Like, and you better know your different types because it's almost offensive if you don't know what's what. Because they kind of look at you like, "Oh, you're from out of town." Like, I don't know what baby back ribs are, but these are awesome. Like, <laughs> like how do you not know? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between pork and beef ribs? I don't know. They're both good. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> like being in Philly, you want that wit or without? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <What? laughs> um, so you talk about like at what year? I mean, again, you don't necessarily need to pin it down. Like, what year did you become an official Black Black member? Then, I mean, how long have you been in your club? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long. <laughs> I can tell you. I know what rally, and so okay. else would know the time. Okay, like said, we were we were doing all these rallies like. We'd, we'd gone to like Chicago for like hot and ready's and hot and ready's were switching years back and forth with uh, petty cash. And then like, uh, 
Petty Cash was having their last rally. They were having their retirement party where they, I'm sure you've heard the stories before about like they rented out an entire hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't, they didn't rent an entire hotel. They're like, we're having a rally. Here's the hotel. Everyone booked their rooms. Yeah. So we proceeded to book these rooms and we pull up and the hotel's sick. It's like a small little hotel in the middle of the city. You're like right in the heart of downtown Chicago and this little parking lot, you know, and like we, we pulled up and we went and parked at like uh, the hot and ready is like old, like moped house. If you want to call it that it was called the castle. Okay. I've heard of. Yeah. yeah the castle was sick. It was like, they had this big house that had like rooftop access where you could see the city skyline, all the shit. It was epic. Mike Beery uh, had the had his giant wall of VHS tapes, like <laughs> more than the zeros, more than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. So many VHS tapes. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they had the garage out back with all these bikes. They had a basement full of bikes. They had a mini ramp in the fucking top of the garage. Like it was the coolest spot. Like, like definitely like some peter tan fucking fairy tale shit you're like oh, yeah it's what every mopeder's house should be is what you're saying yeah and it was all their all their boys all their homies like in the spot and it was like it was perfect like that's what i meant like uh west i'm oh, sorry that's what i meant west from the hot and ready he's like hey, the rumble smith mm-hmm. like lives up in dc now he's like our boy like i met so many cool people at that rally and like we park out there we like all like ride our mopeds to the hotel and stuff and like you pull up in this lot and it's just like this parking lot swarmed with mopeds and like, <laughs> the people who were like staying there started checking out. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were like, <laughs> not what happy. Is, what is happening here? Cause we're just swarming around everywhere. All we booked like half the hotel and like we had a room like, like petty cash had this room. that was like, I guess like, I don't know. The way they planned the rally was really sick. I think you can go back through Moped Army and see it, but they had like, it was like a tier system for, for uh, pre-registration. Mm-hmm. So you could like, you know, oh, you just get the rally pack. Oh, or you get this tier, which was like, was like a bump up to this other thing. Or you get this like extravagant VIP shit that was like, it came with this cup and this cup got you unlimited booze. Like, okay. you, like I don't drink alcohol, but it's like, you know, yeah. It was like, oh, you got this cup, and like you take this cup to wherever the beer is, and you get free beer. And they had a whole room that was nothing but like, you know, beer and like party supplies. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like the party room. You got to be VC exclusive to this room. And then there was some other room where we just put all the furniture like against the wall or out of the room or something. And that was like the <laughs> party room. It was, yeah, it was getting out of hand. It was great. Hollywood Halt performed at, at the brewery during the party on Saturday night or something. Dude, that's so uh, awesome. So you're like, oh, oh I'm a, a kid on that bitch, like live. Like yeah. In a, yeah. Brewery, in a really echoey brewery with a thousand <laughs> people talking in the background. Sounded like shit. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it sounded real bad. <laughs> but it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, I don't know. It was that rally. We're hanging out. Like, Black Black would roll pretty deep to that one. And, like, you know, Jono from the club, like, walked out to the parking lot and just, like, handed me some center patches. And I was like hell yeah nice like, that's dude, how i got dude. in it wasn't it wasn't anything i'd just been like doing the things you know the moped shit already mm-hmm. and partying and the boys liked me and they were like all right he's in like and he you know made it quiet whenever gave me the shit and it was like all right cool i'm in nice dude nice. so petty cash last rally so you're at the petty cash retirement rally 
Um, that sounded, yeah. And that's a good deal for them to have a retirement rally to say we're done versus like, I could definitely see like just with people and instances and whatever. Cause like a club seems like a relationship to me. Like I could see a club just being done and like not even throwing a retirement rally. So like and and a lot you of hear, that- you hear over and over again about how rad that was the petty cash retirement rally. So sick. A lot of, a lot of that happens like that because you, a ton of cities, especially because of the way a lot of people get into mopeds is it, you know, that college age. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are at school or in some city they're not from, or like young twenties. And it's still like all this life left that you're, you know, you don't know where you're going to end up, where you're going to be. So like when half your club moves away and the fucking spark's gone, are you going to fucking, there's plenty of clubs. Yeah. That have been still holding on the fucking, you know, holding the torch for some fucking long dead ghost, you know? And we have, especially in Open Army Official, like we have this whole thing with the club reviews every year where it's like, you know, like, yo, what's up? What's your club done this year? All right, time for open callouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's blowing it? Like, who's not? But I don't know. It was cool. Like, they they threw a banger. They were like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna give it up." Like, they did it for a long time. They got a lot of people into mopeds. They did cool stuff. Yeah. And then they ended up with a banger, dude. <laughs> like, like, all right, you guys, you guys do a real one. Like, you know, because like the yeah. two rallies you always hear at least I do being new, the gold, the gold standards, if you will, anything bourbon banded and the petty cash last rally. Like those are the rallies I always hear about from the old guard, how rad they were. Um, now you've been in, you'd been in black, black for a little bit. Um, do you want to talk about the first time you threw a Richmond rally for black, black? So Richmond had the thing like stretch up. I mean, hell stands with throwing rallies. And then they were kind of like fading out. I think like that uh, South Bend and Drown was like that real like last one. It was like mm-hmm. the last like big one they had. And then they kind of faded out. And then like there wasn't one, I think maybe a year or maybe two. And then the guys who had the shred shed, like Sean and them were like, all right, well, we got to do something. Like let's throw some Richmond rally. So there was like some like weird, like no name Richmond rally that like, fans do the flyer for and like it was cool like people came like qcb before they were qcb they were like the slow goers or something they showed up like people show up people were always showing up to richmond because like mm-hmm. like you said the east coast is weird like yeah michigan's close and there's like a thousand rallies that happen in the state of michigan which is fucking dumb like i don't <laughs> know why you guys have four rallies in the same state in the same summer like too many <laughs> like go, go see something Dude, it's because they're all scan- they're, they're well, they're Scandinavian <laughs> and stubborn as shit. Is the problem like like you're just like go to four rallies within three hours or less in my house? Like, cool. I'll just go to those and not go anywhere else. <laughs> I'm like, cool. That's why you guys don't see anybody. Come, 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 to Richmond. Let's go. Hang out. Dude, <laughs> Here's I your remember, call, boys and girls from Richmond. Hang out, dude. I remember going to ghost rider rally just to jump off topic i remember mm-hmm. going to ghost ride rally and bringing handbill printed flyers with me for the richmond rally mm-hmm. like but yeah like we did the they did well, that, you like, were a band kid dude that's what you did you handed yeah. out flyers like i did I promo did. work myself like handing flyers out dude they end up in bottom of your car whatever it, it was funny i thought it, i thought it would be like you know a cute thing to do i was like at the rally like just like 
secretly like like i'm making a drug deal like yeah, <laughs> it's like put it in their hand all sly you know stuff <laughs> in someone's pocket like Shh, yeah, don't yeah. tell anybody don't tell anybody <laughs> it's a secret but like I, it worked like i think i think a lot of the ghostwriter people showed up at, to that rally after after doing that nice um, dude but yeah like we had that random no-name rally that i can't even remember what was called and then um we had then like the rebels were kind of doing their thing but their their rallies were in the winter they were doing this like kind of winter thing and it started off it wasn't even which is like this is this is a great story for like young clubs or new clubs like you want to throw a rally because everyone's throwing rallies and that's you think that's the thing you're supposed to do like you don't have to do some crazy elaborate three-day event and like feed people and do all this shit you can throw a ride that's how the rebel yeah. rallies started their 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 fucking rally like the ride and chatter which was funny because they caught flack right out the gates for like you know copying riding building gather building gather yeah, yeah. Ride and chatter and I think that's just thomas being thomas i think it was just like his like shitty wit jokes you know like oh yeah, yeah. Off of he's quick like, as shit dude i'll say that like, like thomas is uh, fucking quick i'm gonna play off of you and like everyone's gonna get butt hurt but it's still cool <laughs> but yeah, yeah so they did that and their first one was like a day ride so like you know, we had the no name rally and then like rebels started doing the like winter thing, like January, like March or February, something like that. It was early March. I don't know. They were doing like, I think it was March. They were throwing theirs. And it was like still cold out, snow on the ground sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But it was a day ride. So uh, cool. That, that kind of like helped to replace some of the tension, like, not tension, but like the like build up from not having a big Richmond rally. Cause like hell Santa's are doing all the work and we mm-hmm. just got to show up, you know? Like sick, you get to go show up at this like this like going to an out of town rally. You don't have to do anything. You're just like, oh, I'm here now. Yeah, I get yeah. To have fun. And uh, and they did that. And then Richmond had the little group thing. And then Shredshed had moved. We had a new spot, and like I got official, and like we're like, well, Sean was always into like these cool like uh, invit like invitation kind of things. So we had this like these little fall rides that we would call like uh it was like the um the hoods in the woods awesome and we had like uh the whiskey fall classic yeah so yeah. it's like go up to the mountains in virginia like hey we're going to the mountains in virginia it's like you know an hour and a half or something from richmond whoever wants to come can come meet us in the woods we're gonna be camping and just go on a ride so we did yeah. that a couple of times and they were they were always fun. Like we we had a lot of really good bonding with like Legion back then because they they'd come to those. So it'd be like Legion, Baltards, which is that club I was thinking about from Baltimore. Like they they'd come okay. out to those and like little East Coast like Black Black and you know Rebels and stuff. And we'd have this little small like event, maybe twenty of us, and like have a blast. And then um, we're like, all right, cool. Let's let's throw a legit rally this summer. Like let's do it. Like Black Black's throwing the rally this year. Like. Hell Satan's haven't been doing it. They've been dropping the ball. Rebels are doing their winter thing. They kind of like have locked that in. Like that's their kind of time now. We'll do the summer rally. And it was like, all right, what's what's it gonna be? And like, I'm all I don't know. I've always been like big and like, yo, I just want to do something that's like fun and like different than like the normal. Like, yeah, anyone can just like the I enjoy rallies and I enjoy the structure that it's kind of turned into, but like it's turned into like the structure that everyone does. It's like, yeah everyone's going to do the Friday night ride and then they're going to party and then they're going to wake up and maybe they feed you in the morning. Maybe they don't. And then we're going to do like this long ride on Saturday. Yeah. Long <laughs> back, hurts, back hurts. 
and you're going to eat somewhere and then you're going to ride some more and then your butt hurts and then you're going to party. And hopefully you didn't party too much on Friday and missed the ride on Saturday. Like, you know, <laughs> then Sunday, all you guys are going to leave, even though we planned a ride and another party, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so we're just like, all right, cool. Well, let's do something different. And Richmond's got this like amusement park 30 miles out of the city. So we just had the idea. We the, the idea we had two ideas rolling around our heads. We were like, all right, we could go to this go-kart track and like rent the whole place out and race go-karts all day. Like let's ride mopeds and then go race go-karts at this place all day and like get it, get the food catered there and everything. Yeah, I don't hate this idea at all. That was like super fun. The place that it was at was like, they had like all sorts of shit. They had indoor laser tag. Awesome. They, had, they had archery, which is like kind of like paintball, but indoors with these little like softball things. Mm-hmm. And they had go-karts. And I was like, we're thinking about doing that. And like with the, with the catering built in, it was expensive. And like all the shit, we're like, oh, we opted not to do that. And like, and then I made some calls. The person that, you know, had the theme park and was like, talked to the representative. Like, oh, we got this like, Hi, I'm with the Moped Army official. Um, you know. Tried to dress it up as yeah, good yeah. as you could. I had to dress make- it the fuck up, dude. Like, not, you know, I'm bringing a bunch of dirty drunks to your facility. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And like, they were trying to like make us like pay for the parking, like all the, like, I'm like, dude, I'm, we're coming on 50 to 100 mopeds. Yeah. Like, we could put 10 mopeds in one parking spot. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not paying for your parking spots like that, but like we worked out a deal and we got like, you know, a decent price on tickets and we got like a decent like price on parking. They put us in the bus parking, so we had like two bus spots for all the bikes like roped off. It was sick, and um, nice. we do this like cool ride. The ride was like, all right, let's do like this rich and ride. Like so, we the Friday night ride was like our city ride, and we'd like, all right, here's the city. We're gonna come in like you know around like philip morris you get to see the philip morris plant because it's richmond in the south and like yeah tobacco yeah. so we <laughs> that and come back into the city and see all the lights and crawl across a bunch of bridges and like you know it was fun it was good times and then like you know you break down on friday night sorry because we're not chasing we're just ripping like flat fast and hard and like don't get left yeah, yeah. we might drop you through the hood <laughs> and, uh, so friday was cool and then like saturday came around and we had our you know, the thing was like, if you bought a rally pack, the rally pack came with a ticket. No, it was like, we, yeah, had like yeah. two, we had two packs, we had two rally packs. It was like tiered or whatever. You get the one with like just the shirt and then you get the rally pack that comes with like your ticket to the theme park. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't even like much more. It was like a little bump up, you know? And so we did that and we rode out to the theme park the next day. And then the, it was like a cool ride. We, you know, we did the city, we cut through the, through the hood. And then like you go through the hood and you went right, right past like the Richmond racetracks. You got to see like, you know, where the NASCAR tracks at. That's one thing I didn't see when I was in Richmond. Like, I don't know why I didn't we, even we, think about didn't it go that way. Yeah. We never went out there. Yeah. It's like not far from where I live. Like I probably live like 10 miles from it. If that maybe less, like maybe eight miles. I don't yeah. know. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty close to the track. Like you can hear it from my house when they're racing. That's a beautiful like, thing uh, for for a redneck <laughs> like me, dude, who loves to watch cars turn left. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, you can hear that shit from my house. But like, yeah, we we rode them past that, and then like after that, you it was like an open stretch, and you just like coming out into the to the suburbs, 
And I'm like, all right, see some nice little houses. And then we cut around the corner and go around this other road. And then you're in the country. Like yeah. Richmond's tight because it's like, it's a city, but the city's small. And then we have these surrounding counties. And if you go far enough in any direction, you end up in the country where that's a- cornfields, uh, wheat fields and like trees. Yeah, that's a lot like St. Paul where I'm at, dude. Like I took some of the guy, I like to do long rides and like I'll throw like an invite to everybody and every once in a while I'll get like five, six people come with me. We rode to it. It's not, it's almost a suburb, but not really. Like I took people out, drove them by like wine vineyards over to Stillwater and like people are like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you're on the right side of the river now. So like I always give all. the, <laughs> I always <laughs> give the Minneapolis boys a hard time about that. But if yeah, want, dude, that's awesome. Views, we got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. i mean it was fun dude the ride was cool like like and you we i had a lot of fun planning the ride too because like we just got in the van with the boys and like we checked out some maps and was like i really i really enjoy that part of like the rally of like planning a rally like i should have been a fucking road captain dude like i like i enjoyed that <laughs> part like because like it was like all right cool let's just get this map and because like you have to want the thing with like throwing around it's like it's always interesting for people who aren't from where you're from mm-hmm. but trying to also make something interesting for people who are, live where you're from and like do all the same rides that you do because you know you're in the same place it's so but, easy to get stuck in that rut of your route yeah. if you will oh yeah like i think the last two group rides we did the same person led and we ended up doing almost the exact same route like <laughs> And you're just like, and eh, we did this one last time. Like riding yeah. mopeds is fun, and like that's the enjoy of it, like riding mopeds. But you also like want like the scenery or like a change of scenery, and like I don't know, there's something about like, doing the same thing over and over again that's gonna make something played out, you know? No, exactly, dude. Like I'm always try. I always love to get out and ride. And like my buddy Lee, um, he was riding with me. He we just start kind of riding together this at the end of the year, and like one of the last times me, him and this other kid, Jake went out, like, I'm like, why don't they always look, they were looking at me. I'm like, why don't one of you guys lead? Like, please. Right. And like, I love that. I, I, Lee took I the lead and like, them. we're going different parts of St. Paul that I never, I've been on, but never really thought to ride if you will. Yeah. That's what's sick. Like I really, for a while, I always wanted to get into like, um, cause, cause I think you guys do it. I think they do it out there. I think, um, I think they do it the fucking casseroleers do it i remember talking to someone i think alex when i told we had our had a podcast with him or whatever he talked about how they used to do like like it they changed who was the captain or who was leading the ride like you know every yeah time the casserolers it. will do thursdays and like for the most part they're pretty good at like switching it up um yeah. like next you know chooses where the stops at and where the ride goes to and all that like yeah i mean but you know and it's like I said, for the most part, they do a really good job of switching it up. I mean, there's always going to be the one or two people who take the kind of the typical route, but I always like it when, you know, even the old guard like takes us out on a long route. It's, I mean, those are always fun because you know me, I love to ride. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the best part. Like, I really enjoy like I like making routes and like I enjoy like following and seeing what someone else would come up with because like mm-hmm. just that like little little tweak, little change is fun. Mm-hmm. But like that's kind of we plan the rally route. We like got in the van and we pulled up Google maps and we just started driving and we're like, you know, that road, like, cause you look at the map, like you see some road that looks kind of windy and you don't know the name of it. Yep. Where, where, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> 
we just kind of made up a drill on the map, you know, like where we're trying to get to. Like yeah. The spot's there. As long as we're generally going in that direction, it's going to work. So exactly. we kind of like, we kind of drove out and just found roads and like, oh, back, let's go back, backtrack and see what that other road looks like. Mm-hmm. We found these cool ass roads. And like when it got into the cutting to the country, it was like my one of my favorite, you know, you're, uh, you always say this thing like touching uh, the sky, touching the sky, or like making me feel googling my pants. Like, yeah, yeah. You want, <laughs> and I'll let you know where I got that from. It was a combination of a few things. It was from the second Tron. Because I'm not nearly as zen as Jeff Bridges is, but they talked about him knocking on the sky. And I don't know, I must just change it enough because, like, the second Tron, uh, Tron trilogy is like Trinity or trilogy. It's like one of the goodest movies ever. If anybody has Disney Plus, go and watch it. It's yeah, visually, it. it's been a long it's, time since I've seen it. Tron. Yeah, the second one, not the first one. The first one's great and rad, but the second one visually and the soundtrack to it is so fucking awesome but yeah, you know it's like the newer one right yep yep okay yeah daft punk did the soundtrack for it <laughs> yeah mask and everything yeah yeah dude <laughs> but uh but yeah dude like that's kind of an image we were out there and like we're playing this route and like a bunch of the roads once you got into the cut we're just like you come around this bin and then it's like tree canopy and that's like mm-hmm. my favorite thing to ride through on mopeds like when you look up and the sun's like whispering through these fucking tree leaves mm-hmm. and you see like little, it's like a little foggy or something. You see these little rays of sun coming down and like, yep, it's just like that. And you're going through a curve and a hill. I don't know. They were great. So that was really fun. We found this other like uh secondary road that like cut through like private property. It was like private, road kind of thing but like <laughs> yeah, yeah a bunch of houses in it and it went through the woods and it was like and it popped back out at the main road so when we did the test ride like on mopeds we ended up doing that version of it and it yeah. was like super fun but at the same time it was like you know if you just drop someone back here in the woods and forget about them yeah that's like, a that's the thing about those you know unique routes sometimes they're a little too unique yeah, and then like you're dealing with mopeders, and even on the test ride, we had a couple of friends who were like, "Oh, look at that field!" And they just cut through this field that was someone's property, you know? Like, so people people come outside yelling at us, and we're like, uh, "Okay, maybe we won't bring like a hundred people through this." Yeah, because you're in the south, dude. I mean, grand people love their guns up here, but like, it's a different story down there. But I don't know. That was like a really fun part, just like looking at the map with like in the van with my buddies, like going and scouting different roads and seeing like which ones connected where and like how to put it together to get you to point a i meant from point mm-hmm. a to point b and like when we ended up throwing the rally it was it was fun we got out there and we had like a gas stop right across the street from the theme park and we had like pb and j's pro tip for all those moms and dads out there even though i'm not one uh my buddy put us on it dude like because the club made sandwiches for everyone. We were just, oh, we'll just make PBJs and we'll make get a bunch of chips, like little little fun bags of chips and a cooler full of drinks, and we'll feed people at the gas station before we go to the theme park. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, bag lunch. And he's like, yo, put peanut butter on both slices of the bread and the jelly in between. And that way your bread doesn't get fucking mushy from the jelly. Yeah, yeah, dude. Blew my mind. I immediately, not immediately, but last next time I saw my parent, my mom, and I was thinking about that shit, I was like, mom 
you fucked me up my whole life. <laughs> soggy with a soggy ass peanut butter and jelly sandwich at school that you didn't want to touch. Yeah, like, yeah. It was stained <laughs> and bled through. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he I was like, I don't know who put him like his mom, someone set him right, dude. I was like, dude, that's a that's a pro tip right there for sure. But uh, that- I don't know. I got another pro tip I'll have to show you sometime with s'mores, dude. My aunt Julie, who rest in peace, love Julie. She I rest her soul. Well, she died last year of uh brain cancer. So that was Julie's a rad lady. I'm almost getting choked up talking about her. Um, she's got these cookies she used instead of graham crackers that had the Keebler elf cookies with the chocolate in the bottom. Oh yeah. Pre instead of like yeah, yeah. Instead of using like chunks of chocolate and graham crackers, you use those cookies. On both sides, it's like game changer for your for your s'mores. Yeah. So pretty easy. I like that. Clutch me. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was that. It was fun. We we rode out there and then like there were people that didn't want to go to the amusement park. I don't know why. Yeah, dudes. Quit being a stick in the mud. Yeah. Go go race go-karts. Like I'm into like doing things as a group and like going to the amusement park with a bunch of moped friends. Sounds fun. Mm -hmm. We're all wearing cuts, walking around the park like we're like you know <laughs> you're you're a moped group going anywhere that does not moped dude you're gonna stand out and you're gonna be can get yeah. the stairs dude it's awesome it but yeah we came through the gates and there was like this picture this is an epic picture somewhere so you come through these gates and we're like riding through this big parking lot around this corner and you see these like sky rising like roller coasters in the background and like mm-hmm. a trail of mopeds in front of it it's a sick picture and like you know we parked in a lot we went in we rode roller coasters and the only thing that sucked about that rally was dealing with moped time. So when you do rallies that are different than just riding and partying, uh, times are more important because you're like, all right, well, <laughs> we get to the park by noon and everyone gets six hours or five hours or whatever to like ride roller coasters and hang out and like have a fun. And then you got to do this ride back. Well, when you wake up in the morning and you're expecting the meetup to be 10 and the breakfast to be at this time and the leave time to be at this time and then moped time kicks in, you get pushed back like an hour or mm-hmm. longer sometimes. So we left a little late. We got there a little late and we were riding road coasters. We're hanging out and the departure time on the rally packs and everything was like X time. And then all these people were like, yo, man, like they're texting the group chat for the rally. Like, Yo, we we want to ride more rides. Come on, we need to like we need to stay longer. We gotta spend the time. And people in the club, are like, dude, we gotta stretch the time. People people want to ride some more. I'm like, all right, let's push it back to this time. And yeah. luckily, um, the people who didn't want to go to the theme park, um, went with the Rebel Rousers. They did an alternative route because Thomas yeah. like grew up out out there, so he knew like some cool stuff. So he took them on an alternative route, and they went to like a brewery that was out that way. And then like, you know, had had a good time in the brewery and got to ride back to the city. And meanwhile, the rest of us had a blast riding roller coasters. And like, I'm like chilling with the buzzards. Like I, you know, was clicking really tight with Calvin back now. Like, oh God, we're having a blast riding roller coasters. And then it's like, all right, the ride home, the ride out there, awesome ride. The ride back was like super epic, really pretty, like in the country, like big Mm -hmm. winding bends, like around lakes, like it was this awesome ride back and then you get through the back into the city and you just have some like stretches where you just get to really get on it. And I was like, yeah, the ride back is going to be where it's at, dude. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And like, well, not <laughs> when the ride back happens at night. 
when it's supposed to happen during the day and and i'm like we could have easily like switched it up and like okay like we're just gonna drive straight back we're gonna go to this one road because literally one road would have taken you all the way back to the city and we could have gone to that and gone in a straight line like death march style like we're just going in a straight line everyone's gonna stick together and we'll be yep chase right behind us no big deal we'll get back but Jason, I can, I can hear yeah. the regret in your in your little tone right there. Like, <sighs> yeah, hindsight, like I would have done that. But I was like, well, we got this awesome route plan. We got to drive it. We got to ride it. Yeah. So we're like, all right, everyone, it's going to be a death. It's going to be it's going to be dark and our lights suck. Which yep. We've talked about in a lot of episodes lately. Yeah. That going on. Um, yeah. Lights suck. It's going to be dark. And then you realize you remember how dark it is when you're not <laughs> when you're not in the city. Yeah, yeah. Richmond, the city. I can ride my moped with no lights and be completely fine. Like, yeah, I don't have lights at all. Well, I might not be fine. I might die. I might get yeah. Or the cops might get my ass. Like, but I could see where I'm going. Yeah, it's a lit city. Yeah, I, it's I, lit. I and, yeah, I could sit and not be seen. I could see and not be seen. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, yeah, let's just let's just do the ride back. We'll do the ride back. So we we go. And I think like out the gate, someone missed the turn. Someone got dropped and missed the turn. And then our, our chase is in the woods trying to catch people. Someone's like dropped the pin and their phone died. And they're just like in a field out oh. in the hut. And Chase had to go find them. Like, and it was just this like dark, sketchy ride back in the woods. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> we made it. Like it worked. We made it. But we got back so much later. Like by the time we got back, it was like it had been like late it was dark people were like yo y'all were supposed to be back like this time i'm like yeah well mopeds and then we got sketchy (laughs) and like we got back and we had a cookout and like you know we rented like we had a like we got a dj and we rented sound gear and had like bass and shit and we went down the club and partied and nice now now it's history so it doesn't matter like you know (laughs) we just catch you ride in the dark and left people in the woods sorry (laughs) well you know it's it's just like in mopeds or even podcasts or whatever you learn with time. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's, sounds... yeah, that was, that was the first uh, black, black rally in Richmond. Like, you know, how many black, black rallies have you had in Richmond? I know the NASCAR one. I know you're going to do what, what this past year, but like we only had the two, we had the, okay. we had the, the communal club thing. Mm-hmm. And then we had a black, black rally. And then what we were kind of doing was since we have so many clubs in Richmond, health stadiums had kind of stopped doing the rallies. The new health stadiums were kind of like not enough of them to really like hold some shit together. So we started switching, switching up kind of like a lot of other cities do like how petty cash and hiding readies were switching summers. How like some other clubs in different cities were like, yeah, you share the same town. Why not? you know, split it up and it gives the other club more, more time to like save up dues or money or whatever, however, however they go about getting their rally funds together. Yeah. I know, I know everyone does it differently. Like I think our club stopped, like we stopped paying dues. Like we don't pay dues anymore. We just do like a rally, like a rally fee. And it's like, all right, rally's coming. Like here's how much we're, we're trying to get per person. Like if you got it, kick it in. If you don't, you know, kick in what you can. And if you can kick in a little more, like do that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so that's kind of how we do it now. Like we don't, we don't pay dues during the year. We just wait for the rally because you don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, or what's going to happen. So we do that and uh, it seems to work out for us. 
but yeah. like but yeah like we we had that one and then we started switching off with smoke squad so we're like all right smoke squad you guys do next summer and then we'll do the one after that and that's kind of what happened like smoke squad did theirs and then i think we did like and then sean moved away like sean mm-hmm. moved to california or something like he was like they did the tat and uh Trans America Trail, so it was like okay. pinball, the, the, the pinball thing happened. Yeah, like John and then were like a big part of that. They were all like super gun ho. They were like you know helping plan or whatever, and they were like, "Yo, let's do this." And they went and did the pinball rubberita and shit, like the long one, like Maine to Key West, Florida. Like, yeah, dude, that's such a death march there. Like, I hear about like, that, and like, it was like black, black, hot and ready's. Fucking, I think homie from hot and ready's had had a had a, a stock tomos like brand new stock tomos from like moped mm-hmm. like yep i got a brand new one and that's what he wrote with a pipe and like it was killing it and like our black black boys had had a cobra i think someone told about that they said someone said it was a pinto like but like, yeah they had a cobra with like fairings and shit and they were just like <laughs> full tucking for hours doing 74 miles an hour and we're yeah, showing a glimpse just like what the fuck that's that was the first time I, yeah. That was the first time I thought of a moped going faster than sixty. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the pinball, and they're doing seventy four miles an hour on a Cobra, full tucking <laughs> behind a fairing for hours. <sighs> they, yeah. they were like, "Yeah, we just open the throttle and hold it, and don't let go." Yeah, that's like, fucking Fuck nuts. That. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like my back hurts already. Just yeah, just sitting in this chair podcasting with me i'm like damn i want to lay on the couch like <laughs> dude like i don't know like they we switched was we switched off the smog and then um i think we ended up doing like another communal thing after sean moved sean moved we like left the old shred shed spot like they were like gonna jack the rent up or something because the, the whole neighborhood we were in was like an industrial warehouse neighborhood mm-hmm. and there was maybe like two apartment buildings so it used to be warehouses like the beginning of gentrification exactly yeah that's happened everywhere and then while we're there like between that like i mean it's maybe been five or six years since we were at that spot between that maybe longer now god i'm old but (laughs) (laughs) but but you know i'm saying like it's good no dude i i feel you you think that was just a couple oh god that was five years ago oh shit like yeah in moped years i'm getting old but uh i'm not 20 more but but you know (laughs) but like that neighborhood we had our we had the shred shit in like it was like cool. It was like we had a tread shed. It was like industrial spot. Like the place across the street from us sold like you know forklifts and like you know heavy machinery and shit. And like it was like a cool neighborhood. Like it used to be just businesses, but like a lot of them were closed warehouses. And um, nobody cared if you're revving motors yeah, at midnight. Cared. There was like you know some houses. There was one or two blocks that had houses on it in the whole neighborhood. The whole neighborhood was warehouses up for these two blocks. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there was a building that turned apartments. No one turned apartments. We're like, all right, not a big deal. And then, like, we you could see the right in the wall towards the end because we're like in a spot. And then, like, they opened a brewery on the block next to us. Uh oh, that's when you know you're in trouble. And then they opened a brewery two blocks from us. And then the two other warehouses became apartments. And then they tried to raise the rent on us for this like shitty, undeveloped warehouse, like building we were in like the building sucked dude like they never the landlords didn't even do shit to make the building fixed up or nice or anything like we were just in like whatever used to be there all the stuff got taken out and we moved in you know like mm-hmm. the building wasn't anything fancy and so we know like four leave- walls and a roof if that yeah. we know leaving that spot 
and like just like so you forever and get the picture of the neighborhood now like because i worked in that neighborhood like the one print shop i used to be at was in that neighborhood like the warehouse where our shop was at is now a brewery that's connected to like like a barbecue smoker place in the back which across the street is a barcade <laughs> they open three more breweries uh, yeah five more crossfits you know that that kind of shit like yeah yeah it's getting trendy as fuck came a, on a, a town luxury townhouse condo mm-hmm. um, they built three new luxury townhouse condos from scratch from the ground up like yeah it's insane how much that neighborhood has changed in a couple of years yeah but like that's where we were in mopeds and we had to get out of there and you know that's what i know i think thomas has talked about it for maybe talked about something your podcast or something but i know we like when we talked about having like parts and throwing shit away in mopeds like it sucks to see it yeah think about it or remember it but we had an entire like wall i think we took multiple trips to the dump or to the fucking junk you know the scrapper and just scrap mad sorry almost thomas dudes mad parts all these wheels all these friends all this shit just got trashed because there was nothing we couldn't do anything with it yeah and we got out of that spot and we found a new warehouse like and had another that was we had another communal shop which was like our last like big like communal space which ended up being sick that was the one after the stretch that ended up being really awesome like for a while and like that's where we had our communal rally our last communal rally that was called uh it was called the the what was it the Rollercoaster Rally was called Painted Black. Okay. Black. Then Swank had the rally, and then we moved out of our shop, and we had the communal shop, and the communal shops was called rally was called D's Nuts. Yeah. It was called uh, it was called D's Nuts, a fan rally, <laughs> because it was like right after like the ceiling fan joke kind of happened, and yeah, like, we all started uh, joining that fan group on uh, Facebook, and like, <laughs> I, I heard whispers about that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, that was like a bad couple months. Fan <laughs> fan? Like, yeah, fan fans. All the all everyone from Open Army just went and started trolling this like fan fan club on Facebook. Yeah. And we're just in there posting pictures of fans. And what about this one? You guys like it? Like the same shawl jokes you're seeing right now and like yeah. fake Mopin Army and Army and stuff. It was that, but it was about ceiling fans. Yeah. For a minute. We were at like we were I remember being in Michigan and we're taking selfies. Like in a standing around a circle, looking up at the ceiling fan, like like yeah, look at this, look at a fan. <laughs> Raffle, we raffled off of the smog squad, like raffled off a fan for the rally, like <laughs> a promo video. Uh, I think Thomas gets his nuts tasered. Like oh, Jesus, yeah, we did, we did a bunch of dumb stuff, dude. That was also the rally where uh, Legion blew up a, a toilet in our parking lot with like ah uh, yes, I we've all heard that a little bit, yeah, dude. Yeah. And then the fucking fire department showed up. The cops showed up and we're like, because it's right beside a brand new fancy apartment, of course. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, we heard like an explosion down there. Like they call the cops and people show up and we're like, uh, it was like literally the building we're in, speaking on the wrong side of the tracks, uh <laughs> the building <laughs> we were in for our warehouse was like sandwiched between this really nice, like they called it the G- lofts at the James. And it was yeah. like directly some trendy like, shit know, yeah yeah for like college kids because it was like you know right across the bridge from campus and like they had like a charter bus like not a charter bus but they had like a, a a bus that ran you know 
fucking bus people back and forth like all yeah day. shuttle or whatever yeah. shuttle bus all day for like to get to vcu and like we were sandwiched between that and like the train tracks and the other side of the train tracks was like the hood like the legit, <laughs> the legit hood and like <laughs> and they were like we were just like the cops shut and we we're just like dude it definitely wasn't us man like we we pointed to the hood you might want to check over there and gilpin like i think they might have had something <laughs> 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 we played it off super hard like you know someone covered up the toilet it was exploded. i was gonna say you guys have all the doors shut at this point so they can't see it or what yeah yeah we're just like hide that toilet uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll put out the fire we're good like <laughs> but uh but yeah like it was it was a cool spot like you know another big warehouse like the rebels had like a spot to themselves i think this one we have maybe 16 people in it which is like it sounds awesome but like just like with like Andy and the zeros and stuff, like you hear people talk about these group shops. There's always someone who's like holding the bag, you know, mm-hmm. someone's got to be the responsible party. You know, someone's got to be like making sure people are paying their shit on time and all, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Like you're hurting cats when it comes to mopeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Like I hear those big group things and that's awesome to go visit and see people. But like, dude, I couldn't function in that like it sounds fun it sounds awesome it is it's a great time mm-hmm. but if you're not like organized and if there's not like you gotta there still has to be some it's not a free-for-all it's gotta be some kind of structure some kind of rules to it because exactly else, or else all the tools will go missing or else you know all the fucking consumables will be consumed and never replaced mm-hmm. you know like oh you know, we're out of fucking sticks for the stick water oh you're out of fucking carb cleaner oh like who took all the toilet paper like, you know, like, and then Thomas being the fucking hustler he is, <laughs> bought a fucking, like, he had it the last red jet too, but he bought a fucking snack machine. And in the snack machine, you could buy, uh, like, hand rolls of toilet paper, like, just enough for a couple wipes. <laughs> like, I want to know how you get that math down. Like, this, like, snap right your hand a couple times, you put it in the fucking machine. Like, <laughs> So when those slop moves, it drops so you have a little roll. I'm clapping here, everyone. That is so uh, <laughs> God bless you, Thomas. <laughs> like he had like cigarettes in there, like he had, you know, just like a little little bottles of two-stroke oil. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, all the things that mopeders need on a regular <laughs> basis, like keeping this little snack machine. And it was great. Like it was a cool spot. Like Brittany from the Rebels was there, like learning how to take apart bikes completely by herself all the time. Like awesome. we had a bunch of smog squad. Like I like, I was still like hunting for bikes this whole time. So I'm always like finding like cheap bikes. And like, that's half the fun of finding mopeds too, is like just beating your friends to the deal. It is. Not, isn't it? It's, it's addiction all upon itself. Cause like I've had to back away from some stuff lately. Like I'm at the point where I haven't, there's never enough bikes and you know that, but like, I'm not going to get to the, all these bikes within the year, then I don't need to buy more bikes. Like that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. That's where I've, I've come and gone from that place a bunch of times. Like, Oh, this is enough bikes. I'm done. It's too many bikes. And then you yeah. sell some and then you got space again and then you buy more. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not against buying more, but I've got to finish what I have. Cause like I was trying to pawn this chow off onto a friend of mine, Marie, who I talk about every once in a while. I'm like, Hey Marie, you like Vespas. You got nothing going on. And then she's got like, I think I sent you the picture. She's got like 10 C's in her basement. And I'm, she goes, I have to get them all running first, Jim. I'm like, That's how many are running? Five. I'm like, okay, That's so a month or two? That's pretty good. Five's a lot. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude like yeah that's the, the weird game like that's always fun to like try to find the bikes especially when like all your friends are doing the exact same shit so like i remember like you know your one friend's hunting for a bike but then like he uh doesn't have his own vehicle mm-hmm. and you like you just i just would message the people and be like yeah i'm on the way um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm already on the way can i just like Pay he's like, all right, man, first come, first serve. And like oh. I pick the bikes up and then I take the take that shit 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 ass grinning fucking smile, just like selfie driving back in the car with his bikes. Like, oh, are one of you guys looking for this in the group chat? Oh, was someone supposed to come get these in a couple hours? Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And then I come back to the garage and I literally just like sell them as is to my friends. <laughs> like, all right, like, you know kick one fucking 50 bucks and like you can you can have it like yeah dude i could tell you this much if anybody does anything like that like swoops in under people get pretty sensitive about that at least funny yeah the the butt hurts real dude i just want to like you know laugh at them like (laughs) that was funny i got you huh but like i don't know that's what was cool like i sold pippin like from the smog squad i sold him like a hobbit there Mm-hmm. already robbed from swamp squad he bought one of my hobbits there so like all my friends were i was putting all my friends on the hobbit jordan like i probably sold like five or six of my hobbits just once i found like not for expensive you know pricey or anything so like yeah. all my friends that were in the garage because we're all sharing this garage like dana from treatland built his like sick negrini hobbit while he was in that garage just before he moved like right before he moved to california yeah like, yeah it's like dude it's so sick if you ever get to california or treatland and get to see it like like, like Negrini tank, like Thomas painted it. So it's like perfect paint job, like this giant, like in like predator looking fairing. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, it was, it was such a cool bike. And like, I don't know, this spot was awesome. And we had a lot of fun there. We did, we did our rally there. And like the rally was fun. You know, we had fun filming the promo. Like a lot of people came out to it. more people than we were expecting to come out to it. Like some old still hell Satan's popped up, or like, you know, hadn't seen them like riding in a while. So it's always fun when I get to see like those old dudes, like not that they're that old, but like the old dudes no. come out riding, you know, the old people, the old, old guard. guard. Yeah. Like, Gen know? one, if you will. Yeah. I like, like, it's always fun to see them like pop up, pop back out for like some rides. Like, cause like they got bikes chilling in the garage somewhere that they haven't touched in a couple months, but like they still run. Yeah. You, know, you can get the old dudes out like to ride every once in a while. It's like, all right, sick. Like our buddy Joe has like a perfect condition, like white cobra, like mm-hmm. like unicorn shit just chilling in a garage in Richmond, you know? Like I don't know. So so that's cool. Like we we did the rally. Oh man, fucking swoops came to that rally. It was just kind of we've kind of like stole stole this and turned it into like a Richmond thing. Yeah. But they came to the rally with like you know, when you buy like glow sticks in bulk from the internet, uh-huh. it was like a box of like a thousand and they just <laughs> cracked them all and threw them, they started throwing them in the sky and like everyone <laughs> starts picking them up and piecing them together for the night ride. So you had nice. this fucking, you'd love it. It's, it's this fucking Tron style Friday night ride where yeah. everyone's got like their helmets all like done up with glow sticks and their bikes all done up with glow sticks and in their tires and stuff. Like it's awesome. Dude, that's rad. That shit, yeah, you're right, dude. That shit does make me happy. Like they did that at our rally, and we're just like, yeah, that was that was fun. That was a great idea. And like, I think we've proceeded to do it at like three or four other ones. We're like, yeah, that's it. So who's buying the glow sticks? Like, let's get it. Because <laughs> like, mopeds are already a spectacle. Like you know, when you see them riding through in a group during the day. But like, 
at night it's just like this loud noise and like you can't really make the bikes out but when you see all these things glowing down the street you're like okay these guys are having fun yeah yeah you have the swarm of bumblebees going by <laughs> like that's one term people never use like when i was racing go-karts like i started out and on four cycles and like all the four cycle kids would call the two stroke guys on yamaha's bumblebees but like <laughs> yeah dude so there's there's something I can bring I can bring to mopeds the the bumble we're just a bunch of bumblebee crowd, um, dude that's rad. So what? I'm just trying to understand where you're at in your moped life. Like, um, are you is this are we into like like what year would you put that at? Do you have any idea? I know like timeline isn't your greatest, but like and it's not that big a deal. But like for a OCD kid like me with numbers. I'd say maybe we're at like 2012. Okay. I might've started, I might've started this early. Like I might've started the beginning timeline way early, which throws the whole thing off. That's why I'm Dude, like, I don't care. Time. But if I, if you can, you can look on the internet and see when the rallies were. That were yeah, dude, this is your moped journey, dude. It's all, it's your form to talk this about. Is like, this I would call this the middle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like shred shed. Like this is, this is like the, the lat, the latter half of the middle. Cause like, <laughs> Cause like the the shred shed closed, like Sean left, and so like that was like our communal spot. Like mm-hmm. at the shred shed, we had this moped shop in the city, and Sean was always bringing bikes in. So it's like, you know, you're seeing derbies, we're seeing multiple white ravens, like we're seeing all this cool shit come through his shop, and like some of it comes, you know, we buy some of it, he sells some of it. We see new riders because of him. And then, like, you know, the Satans are gone. So that was, like, the beginning of my scene. Like, the Satans fell off. Mm-hmm. They're not really doing it. And, like, we're picking up the leftovers between our friends and making it happen, you know, making our scene happen. And we're, like, going around making noise. Like, So let me ask you like, this, and you don't need to throw any shade out at all, but, like, what was your guys' reaction to the TV show? It was rad because it's still Richmond. It's still, like, like I said, we're all, like, I guess talk about them like, oh, they're old, like they're gone, but they're not gone. They're still around. They're still no. doing their own shit. Like they're, they, you know, King Pat has a legit skate park in his cement skate park in his backyard called the Lost Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Lost Bowl was on Red Bull's like top five, like DIY skate spots in the city, like in the country. It's but insane. Like they had professional like teams, like BMX teams and skate teams, like do sessions there. Like mm-hmm. they throw parties, like they do like a Halloween party. That's like Epic. They have the pool that he fills, you know, during the summer. So you can, anyone can go there and swim. It's this giant, you know, monster of a skate park in his backyard and everyone's welcome. And like, they do yoga there on Sundays. Like they're still around mm-hmm. and like, they're just like skateboard kids. So, so yeah, they've been around having a blast. They're doing things, but like, they did the TV show that's on Fusion. If anyone wants to check it out, it's free. Just go to Fusion Network and watch the Hell Satan's TV show. You can also get it on, I forget what app it is. I've shown a few people around my scene, the app. And like, I did have to kind of let them know this is a story. It's not necessarily how Richmond is. Reality show. It's Yeah, like, quote unquote. I'm like. Yeah. Half it's, these people, from my understanding, weren't even Satans, but you know, it makes for a good it's scripted time. Scripted and like they, it's scripted. They planned it out. It was, it was fun. Like they had the guys filming. They were like, "Yo, we're doing some filming." So a bunch of us went out and did a ride, and they had the film crew like filming us out of the back of a jeep, mm-hmm. and like you know that was fun. Thomas, you know, had like loaned them some bikes for the thing because they didn't have enough running bikes. <laughs> like 
they they went to Thomas' house to scoop the bikes up, and that was like one of the episodes. Yeah. And like they got the, you know, giving beer to fucking Thomas's pig, like Thomas Matthews pig, like yeah, <laughs> eat, drink the beer, eat the Fritos or some shit. But like we kind of made a Richmond made an event out of it. They were like, all right, the the shit got recorded. Months and months went by, and they're like, all right, it's gonna air. And so they're like, cool, we're having an airing party. So we'd hop on our mopeds and we'd ride out and meet the Satans at this bar and we'd watch the episode live on TV. And then we'd come back next week and do it over again. Like, so we made like, we made a fun little event out of the show being aired. Dude, that's rad. Like, yeah, it was a good time, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It was cool. Like we had it down. Like, you know, we we're growing our scene or trying the best we can. We're like, you know, throwing, we're throwing the rallies. We're still getting good turnouts in Richmond. And we're we're traveling a bunch. I think we did we did New Orleans rally five years in a row. Wow. Because it was always like it was like, all right, this is like the that was like the end of the year kickoff. It was like yeah, all rallies all summer, and then it's like nothing really would happen again until like ride building gather. And then after building gather, nothing really happened again until ride and chatter, because that was always like kind of like the first rally of the year because they were doing so early, like March or something. Mm -hmm. I was like between the end of summer, like September to like whenever riding at it, building other was like December, there was nothing. Yeah. And the New Orleans with mono down there was like, yeah, well, we're going to do our rally in October. <laughs> it was like November, October, like the yeah. end of October. And it's like, okay, well, Richmond's cold in October, coldish, not Minnesota. And no, like, oh, it's, it's everybody's relative to their <laughs> climate, dude. It's like, like about the weather. Yeah. It's cold. But it, you know, it was colder than summertime, and I was like, and you're bored, and you mm -hmm. haven't done anything in a couple months. So it was like, well, New Orleans is like in October, but let's go there. So that's what we did. And it was like, we go to New Orleans. I think the first year we went, like Sean was still here, and like he, God, he's such a character. I can't wait. I gotta have him on our podcast just so y'all can hear the shit that Sean. He's an old grumpy man. I love him, but like <laughs> he's just like he was always about like the fucking separatist camp, like. Oh, he popped up the rally and like, all right, Richmond's camping over here. And like, that's kind of what happened. We got to New Orleans and like, they had this little, they used to have this old shop in the Irish Channel. They had a cool little garage. It was like, it wasn't big, but it was like, you know, they had a group shop. Yeah. And it was like two blocks from like a brewery, like in a quiet, you know, kind of neighborhood in New Orleans. Like a street over was like a road that was like one long stretch. There's probably 10 miles long that you could just rip on it and get it. Like, it was sick. And we get there and like they had this abandoned house next door and like an old bus depot across the street or something. And like Sean and them are just like, all right, we're camping in the abandoned house next door. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like did. a great idea. Yeah. So they just camp in this like old, like abandoned house next door. And then like one of them, like our buddy Josh was like, um, I'm not camping in here, man. I'm just sleeping out back. And he went in like, he, he decided to sleep out back or he got drunk. And passed out in the backyard. I'm guessing it's day. more drunk yeah. and passed out, yeah. but Definitely you know, thing in the ladder. And he woke up the next day covered in chiggers. He had chigger oh. bites all over oh. his body or some shit. But no fun. Know. Like that was fun, dude. Like we were just doing New Orleans. We we're doing all these. Rides. We were doing pretty much everything we could, whether it was far, whether it was close. As long as we had enough people to make it affordable, because like mm -hmm. once you get, you know, eight people. You can go anywhere. Yeah. Like you get, you know, five, six, seven, eight people 
a hundred bucks a piece. That's 800 bucks. You can rent a trailer and pay for your gas round trip. Yeah. And that's good for you guys. Like, that's so awesome. You got a good community. Like I'm such a, not crank, but like I, I got broken early for going places. Like I don't ever want, I'm the worst travel partner because I just (laughs) want to drive until like you're damn near out of gas. Like that's the way I was brought up going places. So like, some people like uh, you get you get there faster because like you what's the saying like you you lose all your time at the stops mm-hmm. and and when you're hurting cats which is mopeding um it gets worse yeah we used to have i used to run a stop clock at the <laughs> gas station i'm like all right guys we're gonna hit the gas station i'm gonna hit start on this clock and at the next gas station we do the same thing we're gonna add it up see how much time you guys fucking waste on the way there because they're like oh i gotta smoke a cigarette oh yeah. i gotta go get another beer yeah, who's got the Zanny bars? I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, you yeah. know, Everyone's no, dude. And like, if you can make your stops less than 10 minutes with gas, dude, you're awesome. Yeah. But, but mopeds, we, it's more like probably 45 for you guys. No, we, we got it down. We were probably doing like 15, 20 minutes per stop. And that's, that's what people, not bad. that's people getting snacks and like smoking cigarettes and like fucking getting dosed up in the bathroom, whatever they had to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like hand on their business, like, and then back in the van, and like we were, we were stopping. We do like a stop, like every like maybe half a tank or like three fourths of a tank. So it's like you know, okay, you get three hours maybe, and then we're stopping again. So it wasn't bad. We try to like, especially when we're cramped in super deep because we're going places. Like, I think we made my van one rally was like six, nine people in my van or something wow. and a dog. But my, dog just, my, dog, my dog's small so it doesn't matter but it's like yeah like in the back of the van the after the back bench we'd stack all the helmets on the ground and then we'd do all the bags on top of that and then that would like pile up to like the back of the seat cushion <laughs> put like pillows on top of that and then someone would sleep on top of it and that was called like our top bunk dude that's fucking rad <laughs> so that's like so awesome it's like behind the behind the last row so as a group what's the most farthest west you guys have traveled i mean besides okay you talked about new orleans you talk i think you've referred to chicago is that about as far west as you guys have gotten as a group um, like driving there so we've driven to every rally i've only flown i flew to one rally and that was i flew to denver for that uh like the thing we just did that colfax killer thing mm-hmm. but uh like we drove up to all the other rallies so austin was pretty far austin because you don't uh I don't think about Texas being far when I look at the map and I think about Virginia, like Texas doesn't seem that far, but then like you think about how big Texas is. Yep. Once you, once you get to Texas, all right, you're still doing a shit ton of driving. You still got another day to drive. Yeah. Yeah. So Texas sucks, but it's fun. Like we, we went to Austin. That was like maybe 25 hours or something. Mm-hmm. And we were doing new Orleans in maybe like 18 to 20 hours. Like, I think, no, yeah, we probably had New Orleans down to like 18 hours or something, which wasn't, you know, the worst. Dude, that's moving with that many people and you can yeah. make it there from Richmond. Yeah. And then I think the, the first Chicago is easy. Chicago is only like Michigan and Chicago is just like 12 hours from Richmond, which is yeah. like, that's like 12 hours is like my like, all right, seven is nothing. You can do seven and just do it through the night. And like, especially if it was two of you or something, mm-hmm. each person drives three and a half hours. What's that? Like, and then the other person takes a nap, like, and then you wake up and you're there. Like 12 hours is like, okay, you actually did some shit. You did some work. Like you left and then you woke up and then you're still driving. You're like, Ugh. you know, yeah. 
that's 12 hours. But like we did, so we done Chicago, I think three or four times. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I think I did Richmond in 20 hours from St. Paul. So, I mean, basically you go to Chicago plus another six and a half hours. Yeah. Chicago's like 12 for us or something like that. I don't know. It's fine. But we did it. I know Grand Rapids was 12 from Richmond. And I did that. I split that with one other person. So that was kind of weird. That was the only rally where I was like, I literally had to beg some people to go with me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Ghost Riders. I want to go to Ghost Riders. I've never been. Like, I'm going. Who's who's coming with me? And I couldn't convince anyone to go. And I was like, all right, listen, 50 bucks and I'll pay for all the rest of it. Someone get in the van, you know, like, and uh, Pat Jack from from uh, Smog Squad went with me. He split the driving. So it was fun. Like, I drove six hours, listened to the audiobook, and then he drove the last six, and I went to sleep. It was awesome. Yeah, dude. But um, the furthest away was uh was Denver. Like driving to Denver. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like twenty seven hours. You know, maybe twenty eight, depending on like what happens along the way. But that's mm-hmm. like the furthest drive we've done. Yeah, dude. And, that's a that's a march, especially once you get past into yeah. Ohio or. Ohio wasn't bad, like because all that's in the beginning of my of the drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you come through the Pennsylvania mountains, you know, like you do like West Virginia, and like you know, Northern Virginia, like oh, some mountains. You hit the road, and you're like, it feels good. It's not bad. And you still get to see a couple cities on the way, and the scenery changes, you know, a little bit. I don't think it sucks until you get like to like Kansas. It's <laughs> like from Kansas until you get to Denver sucks. Yep. Like the beginning of Kansas until you see Denver in the distance, it's completely flat and straight. And then like that part of Kansas, right before you get in Denver for like a couple hours is like a two lane fucking highway with no median. Okay. It's four lanes. Cause you know, it doesn't matter, dude. It's just flat. It's, it's just flat. flat. Like so flat that you can see rainstorms off in the distance. Yep. And then you look the other way and it looks like a tornado to the left. <laughs> like you're like and the and like you're listening to the radio and it's like high wind warnings yeah and 18 wheelers are still doing 90 yeah and every time they pass you and your van and trailer the whole thing shakes back and forth <laughs> and every gust of wind you have to recorrect the steering wheel like it sucked it was not yeah. fun i would recommend doing it again um, <laughs> <laughs> like because i had a blast like you 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 had this fucking epic trip and like you're we're having a blast in the van you're playing music you're you're jamming you're like you know making your friends listen to shitty podcasts or like stand-up comedians and like i don't know it's a good time like when you're with the right people you know right anything's a good time with the right people exactly the rally and like and you know you have fun with it like you're like oh we made it we're here we did it like you rage and like have a blast and then it's not till the shitty ride home that's like the socks, you know. That that's the and then the last hour before you get home is always just like, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we also like we also like took uh one of our friends that like rode mopeds that died. We took her to to Denver with us. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was cool. That like you know she got to go a couple out of town rallies, and I think she wasn't bad at that one. But the first one we took her to, we took her to New Orleans, and she was like a little crybaby. You know, she was she yeah. was cool, but like she was doing some dumb stuff, and like the swoops were picking on her, like 
<laughs> we're outside the bar and like she's outside like oh uh, like bitching about something and they're just like i remember my first rally <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like i just want to sleep in the van and i'm like um i only know you because that person knows you. I don't want you sleeping in my van while oh. everyone else is like over here. Cause I didn't know her well. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how open policy we are. We're going to rallies. It's like, if you're in our scene and you ride mopeds and you want to come to us, come with us to this out of town rally, all you have to do is get in the van. Yeah. Like, Cause like with Tampa, you guys brought a bunch of new people, didn't you? Yeah. And that was sick. We rented, we rented a van for that. We're like, all right, fuck it. We're just going to rent like a 15 passenger and load it up. And mm-hmm. we just came, we just came deep. Like it, like we, that's what we do. Like we just yeah. like, want people to come with us. Cause that's more fun. Like exactly. you, go to a rally and you already have a bunch of people, you know, you know, you're going to have a good time regardless. Yeah. Cause like knowing Thomas and you guys now, I mean, he, he jokingly threw an invite out to me when I was on um, moped Monday podcast, yeah. but with you guys, I know if I would have flown into Richmond and shown up and yeah, paid my feet part of the deal, you guys would have took me. I mean, that's just how open you guys are down there. Um, uh, happened at other rallies. We've had people like, you know, we've had our friends from Baltimore or our friends from Philly or something like drive to Richmond and like get in the van with us and like go on the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come, come on, let's go. Like we're going it. We're already going. We, we've got a 16 fucking, we got, we always get the 12 foot double axle trailer <laughs> that can hold 20 bikes. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. So I brought it up and talked about it once or twice. What made you s- want to do a podcast? Like what, what started that adventure for you? I mean, I mean, it's just the thing. Like there was always like, I always, cause you guys, before you get into it, I will say this, you guys have done, especially with everything that's happened this year, how nothing has gone on. I feel you guys have done an awesome job of keeping the community together in a, at a, for like, you guys you guys have been the uniting thing of the community i feel like everybody like i can i know people around minneapolis listen to it and like it just feels like you're still a part of the moped culture listening to moped monday podcast Uh, at least for those who like listen like you know Mm -hmm. not everyone listens not everyone's in the podcast which is cool i get that but it's like exactly we just know we're like at this point now it's like okay we just we know we're gonna do it every week and like and that's kind of especially where it's really gone to like having guests is cool i enjoy having guests but because that's the only difference between us like because we have a couple people we can like always kind of make it happen and then it's our podcast studio or whatever is like open door policy just like our rallies so if anyone in richmond feels the fucking itch to talk (laughs) or like hang out like the door is always open and like we'll let you in Hopefully, if you're sober enough to talk, <laughs> sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I don't know. Like, I always felt like the internet and the time we're in, it's like there's all these like content and all this stuff going on, on the internet. And like, I felt that there wasn't enough of it for mopeds. Like, there's people doing tutorials, but then like you look at moto shit and there's like legit big channel YouTubers that are like doing moto vlogs where they're like, you know, testing gear and like reviewing gear and doing all this cool stuff to let people in their community know like what this stuff is and what it does and how it reacts and how, how it works and how the setup is like, oh, check out this new cinema. Like it just came out like, 
here's how you set it up. Here's all the features it has. Like, this is why I like it. This is why I don't like, I use it on this ride and like doing all these ride vlogs and videos and like, there's cool stuff happening like that. And there's not a lot of that happening with mopeds and our communities, what we make it, you know, we, it's not big. It's like a super weird subculture. That's why, you know, you ask and I ask like one of the weird questions is like, why? How did you get into mopeds and why are you still doing this? Like, it's such a random thing to mm-hmm. think about. Like, to think about someone who's seriously into mopeds, like, more than just like some like random drunk, like, meeting of transportation or some like pit bike for their fucking campground or something, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, you made a community and culture out of these, like, weird, weird, like, you know, I don't know. It's just different, but. Yeah. Well, like, and I've said, and not to jump in and make this too much about me, like, this is a feeling I had missed for at least 20 years. Like, the first time I got on Shane Johnson wrecked my life, I always tell people, like, and I, me and him bust each other's balls all the time, but, like, I got on his Black Hobbit, and that, it wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, smile, it was, it was the, the smile ride that hooked me, it wasn't necessarily, like, that touch in the sky, I feel, but, like, it was my smile ride, and, like, I hadn't felt that since the last time I was in a go-kart like and that sensation and that g-force and that pulling the speed like it was a part of my life that had been missing and even my ex-wife said when I pulled my helmet when I pulled the helmet off and she, she saw that smile on my face she goes I've never seen you smile like that it was just it's an undescribable feeling and you know it and everybody in moped knows it like you like that's you love seeing like even like people who are new to mopeds and you just let them ride like any different bike. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like something fast. You just let them ride in something different and they come back with a little grin on their face. And like that grin is what mopeds should be about. Like you should always have like that like happy moment. It's like, yeah, you're working on it. Yeah, you're building bikes or whatever and like fixing them because they're stupid and they break. But then like when that broken bike starts again, you ride around the block, you come back and you're happy. And you're like, it's like instant gratification when like the bike does what it's supposed to do or something new or like it's a riding bike that like looks cool that you've seen before and never got to ride. Like, you know, this is a good feeling. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Like I wish, like, I just wish there was, I was always wishing there was like more content or more shit to look at, especially in between rallies. Cause you can't go to all of them and you want to see stuff and you want to hear stuff and you want to like, there's all these other podcasts for all these other cultures and all the shit going on. And mopeds is like a super, small like niche little you know culture that we have going on so i was like we'd always joked about it like sal had opened his we you know shot treasure was gone like we lost our second group shop because it got broken into a couple times and we just like vaulted and everyone went their separate ways and like our scene didn't fall apart because we still had moped mondays but like we lost like our communal like space that we had for like years and and then eventually our buddy, you know, Rebels got a little garage for themselves. And like the rest of us are still scattered around. Our buddy Sal was like, well, I'm going to open a shop. And like, it wasn't the best shop, but like, you know, he did his thing. Like he, he, he did it. Yeah. I made it LLC. He found a location. He opened, he started fixing bikes. What else can you do? You know, mm-hmm. like there's like, what's that one new spot? Fucking um, Vintage Valley. I think okay. it's called in Pennsylvania. I'm going to have them on the podcast, but like they're like like a new shop in Pennsylvania and like it's legit. Like when I look at their pictures and stuff, I'll have to check them out, dude. Oh, dude, I'll send you a link. Storefront, 
bike in the window, Christmas decorations for the holiday season, fucking coffee, couch, awesome office table, like legit, like nice rows of clean bikes, like, you know, all the things that like, you know, accessories, all the mm-hmm. things that makes the shop legit. Like I love this art shop, but it's not, I, I wouldn't make any money doing it. Like I can't afford to make a shop, you know, I yeah. But like, and great for anybody who can do it. Like Detroit's holding it down. And Ed is okay. actually Ed Second from throw. Ed. He's actually building a new shop as we speak. So like, yeah, I saw it. it looks epic. It's like off his house or something too. So you can walk from his basement, his house into the shop or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, right. Yeah. It's pretty much, it's really funny because it's kind of the same setup that my dad grew up with in, cause he grew up in a body shop and like, mm-hmm. it's, it's eerie so like and that's awesome for those two because ed and sharon are rad people and super nice i know like they didn't even know who i was mm-hmm. when i had my accident and they sent me a care pack so that's like cool. yeah yeah i met and, them i met ed like a long time ago. i met him in like a, at a chicago rally like years ago and like i didn't really know who they were we, i think i think we all went and ate pizza together like deep dish somewhere but like mm-hmm. the only thing i remember because like it was like, oh, dead possums, like, cool. Like, we knew them from the internet. And, like, he had the Modricane because he was a Moby guy. And I was, like, a Moby guy. I'm like, oh, dude, he's got this sick Modricane. And, like, I guess, like, the girls in the club is called, like, Kit Kats. The Kit Kats or something. Okay. Like, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I think they have, like, you know, because, like, a lot of those, so like, like, Mono I mean, has the fucking, uh, the Swamp Mamas. And, the, mm-hmm. like, White Line Riders have the Ripperellas and magnetos i think i think they're the girls in their club is called the magnets or something yeah, yeah. like i always like like the dual like club with a separate like title thing like i don't know just like some some other title it's funny no but, it's um, cool yeah yeah but yeah like i i remember them from back then but like it's cool i don't know shit mopeds but anyways <laughs> anyways back to your podcast and mopeds and like you guys getting into it how did it even happen because like i don't even think i was this is how new i am i don't I didn't know about you guys until I think the Jake Kane episode people kind of whispered about and like, I'll have, I'll do a confession, a confession here. I couldn't stand that episode because I didn't get your humor at first. And like I gave it and then I listened to like half of it and I was at work and I was bored, whatever. And then like a week later, I listened to it again and I must've been in a different mood. I got hooked. I'm like, oh, these guys are funny as fuck. Like, never mind. I, like, the thing is, like, even with this podcast, I know which you can interject and talk whenever you feel because I can ramble. If no, you've listened no. to the one episode I did completely by myself, it's horrible. Don't listen to that. One. <laughs> I, I just made- I've listened to damn near all of your episodes. That one I can't really pull out, so don't feel bad, dude. Like, yeah, don't do it. Don't because <laughs> I can just like make the time happen. Like, I'm like, I can just ramble about some shit. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, there's I don't I have no train of thought when I'm on the podcast, and I don't remember anything I say. So <laughs> as soon as I say it, I completely forgot. Like Jake Kane, oh bad humor. Who knows? Yeah, I yeah. what I said. It was when you guys were really into dick jokes. Like that was <laughs> when you guys were full <laughs> hard on dick jokes. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, I think it's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, we're immature. So, yeah whatever dude <laughs> but yeah like so sal had his shop and you know we were kind of kicking in his garage here and there and then like we were just joking like man you know we gotta like we need to do like a moped podcast or something man like 
we should like do it at the shop and have like a shop, you know, a little session. We can just like shit talk about bikes and talk to new clubs. And like, so that's kind of the idea started. We were sitting in a salad shop one night and we were just like talking about like how we should do something. But then like anything else in life, you can talk all day mm-hmm. about the things you want to do until you get off your ass. Right. Like, yep. So we talked about it talked about it and nothing ever came from it. And then like, I already, I already had a bunch of recording software and stuff. Cause I used to record like local bands and shit. I was like, that was like my side hustle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, mopeds, I'm recording, you know, shitty local metalcore bands like sick. Let's go. And the stuff was laying around and like, I kind of got out of recording bands. I still had all this gear and it was still set up and it was in my living room. And I'm just like, you know, my one bedroom apartment. And I'm like, all right, well, one day I was just like, dude, look, I'm, I'm doing it. We're starting a podcast. Like what else is going on? We're starting yeah. a podcast. And like, I was like, who, who's going to be on this thing? And I was always like hanging out with Thomas and Ashley anyway. And they're like, like, I'd say Thomas and Ashley and myself are like the adults in the group. <laughs> like when it comes time to like get shit sorted and done, like, you know, until we got dad now, but you know, he, <laughs> I put dad in the group now. He's like, He's gonna get shit done. Yeah, yeah. You guys need help. Dad will take care of you. Like, you know, hold your hand, fix your bike. Like, that's. that's <laughs> I, 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 Doug is a huge. I'm a huge. I like Doug a lot. Like, I can't say like him and I go back and forth. And like, I, Doug, I love you. That's all I'll say. Doug, Doug's tight. Yeah, dude. And you got three three lovely children. Like, you know, you got a cool garage. He, he's very mechanically inclined. You need. Yeah, dude, to- he's got an awesome garage. That he is freaking tall ceilings shit. and well lit. And he like fell deep into the ra- rabbit hole of mopeds, like mm-hmm. none other, dude. He he's got so many bikes now and money into mopeds and stuff. Like, just fell off the deep end. And he's very good and he's meticulous about fixing things. And like, he takes his time and does it right. So. Shout out to dad. Like he kills it. Yeah. I was just like, who am I going to do this with? And I was like, well, Thomas and Ashley are around. I know they're going to like not flake or something. So like, I don't know. One of our friends that used to be in Lady Kings had like a little Halloween party. And I'm like, yo, Thomas, Ashley, um, we're starting a podcast, be in my house on Sunday. And that's it. That mm-hmm. was it. We were like, yo, we're doing it. Come over. And that was our first episode. They came over, we did it, and we haven't missed a week since. And I think that was three years ago, four yeah, years yeah. ago. I think there was well, one it, week we didn't record, but we had a recording from another day that we used. So, well, that's my experience is a lot like yours. Like I kind of said to you, like I threw out to Ashley, like what happened, and like her and I met, and it kind of sat there. And then like Rona came down, and she's like, "Well, are we going to do this or not?" I'm like, well, uh, and she kind of got, you know, me a little more motivated and we just kind of made it happen. And like, Ashley is always welcome to come to my house. I'm always willing to help her out on her stuff. But like, I didn't know if she was going to be dedicated for it long enough. And like, I am one of those people. If I think you've said it many times on your podcast or Thomas did, and like, you're either all in or you're not. And that's kind of my personality. If I'm all in, I'm all in, whether it be mopeds or the podcasting and like, you know, Ashley got busy and just life happened with Ashley and like, she had to bow out. And then I had one of my buddies who I can't thank enough Cassidy, um, who was my, I reached out to another part of my life and like, 
yeah, dude, I'll help you temporary, but you're gonna have to figure it out. So like, that's when I start kind of self-producing and like, it was kind of rough at first and scary because I didn't know anything about anything. And like, he kind of held my hand a little bit and he's like, just like everybody else in mopeds, dude, you just got to figure the shit out. Yeah. So like, that's cool. And man. you guys, I cannot thank you enough for, and you guys can bust my balls all you want. Like you guys, what you have done for me on this, on my podcast, just telling people about it is a huge favor. And like, well, I don't should, know if I've mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, oh, yeah, you know? like this is like literally one year ago, I was on your podcast talking about my accident. Yeah. So but you're live. Thank God. <laughs> Could have been, been worse. You could have died. So, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Like, and that's in, you talked about like a second ago and that's kind of what made me go on this little tangent. Like we got, let's do it. Let's do it now. And like, I heard Kevin Smith talk about his, um, heart attack he had a couple years ago jay kevin smith from jay and silent bob he's like when you rub shoulders with death and you live everything in life takes on a sense of urgency like any plans you any plans you want to have you better fucking do them now because you don't know what's going to happen so like anything in life now i do it like that like let's go let's do it yeah man i'd love to see like more you know, stuff happen like exactly podcasts, more blogs, more YouTubers. Like we can still use a lot of content. Like mm-hmm. we still, I'd still love that. Cause like, especially now with the Corona and you don't, we're not having rallies. So we're not having rally videos. You're not having, you know, so who's going to pick up the torch and be a fucking moped vlogger. Yeah. Like, well, and I- webcam and go for a ride and talk about it. And I'll put them on blast right now. Like I've, yelled not yelled but like i've poked at graham who's um moped factory like he's talked about doing video blogs and stuff like that i'm like do it dude let's get it i go whatever you need and like maze i give him crap i'm like dude why don't you put out more like tutorials you're a smart guy that a lot of people you've taught me out and he literally said to me goes there's too many out there so maze there you go not enough for mopeds speaking of maze and speaking of graham uh maze's new hpi video that he put out awesome fucking gold yeah yeah. the the intro sick Mm -hmm. the the tutorial version of it perfect like and it's on youtube forever like it's easy and he killed it he did a great job with it i think it's sick like i saw it i was like and you get to see this cool ass looking moped with some rare random fucking plastics and i was like yeah let's be real let's talk about where those plastics come from let's get get to the let's get to the nitty-gritty that's his wife's bike, dude. I think sick. Yeah, that's sick Anya's car. bike for next year. So yeah, yeah, dude. Like Maze builds fucking clean bikes, dude, and he'll always be met, one of my met, moped heroes. I only met him once, man. I met him like when he was in Black Black. Mm-hmm. He was at that uh the Black Moon Rising rally. So he was yeah, yeah. in Denver with us. Yeah, and, um, and Maze has been nothing. Like Maze is one of those people. Like he at least he was patient enough with me to let me figure it out, and I can't. I'm always there for Maze whenever he needs me. Um, and fucking but, Graham, dude. Like, when yeah. Graham closed his shop or something, like, he had bought out, like, a whole warehouse or some whole, like, old moped shop and, mm-hmm. like, a scooter shop or something. And that's, like, a lot of stuff that was in the shred shed, like, when Sean moved away. We had all this fucking scooter trash and all this stuff that, like, mm-hmm. he brought to Virginia and, like, just sat there and, like, I don't know, man. He fucking... He let me ride his um, is like he had this white ninja two fifty motorcycle 
yeah, yeah. We, when we went to the Austin rally for like uh, ACR, like we did this ride and my, my Grand Prix like broke on the way out there. Like we rode to this farm, like in the rain, far as fuck away from like the city. Like we were in mm-hmm. Austin and we were far away and it started raining and it was cold. There was a gas stop. I hit a thrift store and bought like extra garments. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the king of like hitting the thrift store at the rally. Like, yeah, yeah. This rally is, I'm not dressed for this rally. I'm going to the thrift store and figuring it out. Dude, if you guys make it to KC for rally, I found the thrift store with like, that still sells dollar t-shirts. Hell yeah. So yeah. yeah. I've, I've like bought random stuff at gas stations or from thrift stores. and like, okay, cool. This sweater is now going to be my new gloves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've done whatever, dude, to make it happen, dude. And uh, that Austin rally, like I broke my bike because I wrecked on Friday. Like, I got wrecked going down a hill in the rain on Friday night. Like, yeah not bad like we went okay. around some corner we're like ripping through this neighborhood oh robin from white line ate it bad that night and she got really fucked up but like we're ripping through that neighborhood and we come around this corner and it's like it had been raining it was wet it wasn't raining at the time but it was just wet enough and we're going around this curve that's going downhill and my back tire just slow motion slips out from underneath me oh yeah like you know it wasn't fast it was just like having no. a slow motion and like and my bike went on its side sucks as grand prix plastic bike uh <laughs> bike goes on its side and my bike's spinning in circles sliding mm-hmm. down the hill as i'm sliding beside it and you don't I, know if you should start laughing or freaking out because your bike's yeah, getting trashed it's like slowing down and like i pop up and i pick the bike up because it's still running yeah look at it and it's like everyone's like are you good i'm like it's good i got back on the bike and i kept riding it was fine <laughs> but like the next day, we're doing the, the long ass ride in the middle of nowhere, and halfway through the ride, my like, I guess from the wreck, my intake had a crack in it or something, and just mm-hmm. rattled in half. Like, oh, and I'm like holding the carb onto the intake with one hand, and I had the choke on to like, compensate <laughs> for the air leak, <laughs> and I and I and I finished the ride holding my carb like intake together. It Dude, was, that's awesome. My whole hand was numb from like the vibrations. It was so dumb. Yeah, but then, that was the rally where Nigel and our other homie from uh from Grand Rapids was were getting inducted in the Black Block, mm-hmm. and I left their patches and and, and everything back at the house, because I didn't know that we weren't coming back. Yeah, yeah. so I borrowed Graham's uh, Ninja two fifty, and I wrote and Austin highways are fucking ridiculous. The cars all go eighty plus. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fast. And it's they had like a hurricane or something coming towards the city. So it was just like a torrential downpour. And I'm riding this Ninja 250 on the highway yeah. with like a $25 helmet that like <laughs> the, the vents don't work. So it fogs the fuck up. So I have like the vent cracked open so I can see. And, and you're I'm getting like, sandblasted in the face yeah. from the rain. And the 18 oars are flying by me at 80. And I'm doing like 45. Hmm. scared out of my dude i was so scared and so like nervous i'm white knuckling this fucking yeah pucker factor of 10 oh yeah super pucker like my fucking penis went inside me dude (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah yeah no dude we've all been there like what the fuck am i doing this for yeah really scared when your penal penis those fucking like turtle turtle tucks in tucks in yeah like everything was tight and uh and I, I made it back and I got my van. And I drove back to the spot. Yeah. I left you bike to the house. 
Yeah. Here are the keys. <laughs> Graham, it's better for all of us that I did this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've never been so nervous for riding anything in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Um, I want to keep talking to you, but I also need to go to bed because I wake up super early. Um, Man, you, you wake up early. You wake up earlier than I do. Hey, dude. Some days are earlier early. than others, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but, dude, I can't thank you enough you and everybody in Richmond for the hospitality you showed me this summer and for just plugging my podcast. I try to do as much as I can for you guys whenever I can. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of briefly say before we wrap this up? Any thank yous or I I'm done with the shout outs. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> thank yous or do you want to direct anybody to any sites or Instagrams? Uh, sorry for anyone who made it this far. Uh, nah dude it's rad you ramble that long um, nah dude i'm gonna have you on for a two-parter here in six months so watch oh, out dude yeah we can we can get into raffle prize games yes because that's because that's always sick um no more just uh you know drawing a ticket and calling it quits i need <laughs> i need more thought <laughs> like a water balloon roulette a fucking wheel of death something make them, make them race for it that, yeah. dead pad, that dead pads arcade arcade battle was epic that was sick what a great idea right yeah um please uh dead, dead possums not dead pets. Yeah, dead possums dead, po- yeah. dead peds is a nashville club that i meant to say earlier but i kept uh, but i accidentally said bourbon bandits with bourbon bandits were from fucking ohio or something dead peds were that was a nashville club okay and dead possums is a fucking nashville. nebraska yeah, so many clubs, dude. They, yeah, they all jumble together. Um, I like to say, uh, uh, I don't know, man. There's too many things to say. It's all yeah, yeah. Just start shouting people out and you forget everyone. You exactly. Know? Rats, the fucking Charlie and Becca. You know, on the, hell yeah, dude. On the the getting engaged thing. You know, getting an old hitch. Even though Charlie's a fucking chopper boy now, he's gonna leave mopeds behind. I was giving him shit too about that. I'm like, oh, so you sold out, huh? <laughs> And he's got the real thing. Yep. It's all <laughs> over now. I asked him about his TSM if he wanted to sell that since he was getting into motorcycles. He's like, can't club bike. Um, shout out to all the gangs that we gave uh new nicknames to on the Pin Money Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Never forget them. <laughs> Zip. And, uh my uh you know my my cougar. Panther Killing Club or whatever the fuck. I can't remember what <laughs> Mad, uh, the Mountain Lion Defense Team. Defense yeah. <laughs> <Mountain Lion> Team. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so much dumb stuff. Uh, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys sell raffle tickets. Uh, please do them in an interesting way. Like, yeah. I want, I want to be able to buy an ass load if I want. Uh, <laughs> I want to be able to buy a dick link if I feel like it. Exactly. Um, I want <laughs> you to go bowling with the roll of tickets and see how far it goes, and I can buy whatever that is. Yeah, you know, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> make it, make it fun. Make it interesting. Um, it also helps you sell more tickets, and more tickets is is fun, right? That's that's what's all about, I guess. Like, because then people get to scramble. Yeah, yeah. I think we we sold a we sold a bus length before. It was uh the length of the Ghost Rider bus. Oh, that's. So I, I, think it was I think it was a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just like took the roll and someone walks it into the bus and like. Yo, we're selling this many for a hundred dollars. He wants it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's fun. Like 
I'm glad to be on. And if you guys want, you can hear me and Thomas and Ashley and every, all the other characters in Richmond and whoever we might or might not have one on the Moped Monday podcast. And that's, I don't know, available everywhere. Also, yes. I talked about this last week on our podcast, but I want to mention it here. I am really trying to start a new trend of mopeders doing TikToks. <laughs> so I want to see moped related TikToks, even if it's like regular, already popular trends turned into moped versions and then just hashtag it moped TikTok. And yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna start doing that. I got I got one up and I'm trying to like do some more when I get time. But that's like something easy to do. They don't take long. It's not like a full like YouTube skit or some shit. So like, you know, you people want to get involved with making fun moped content that people enjoy other than memes and you know fake moped army clubs shout out uh meme god koi pond koi pond god. love you i was gonna uh, say you know army. watch out for your youtube video because i had to explain to a kid that wasn't <laughs> really, like you don't set cases on fire but you can no don't <laughs> fucking set cases on fire i swear to christ i had to freaking tell a kid that i'm like no it's a joke you can heat stuff up to split them but don't set them on fire oh what a joke it was bad too dude it was dude i, I love really, that shit i'm really glad that i kept a straight face when the fire went that high because I, I knew it was gonna burn but i didn't think it was gonna be that big and i like and i didn't like flinch <laughs> oh man that was great but yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out no that. that same friend i was telling you about marie like she had a flooded bike and i'm just like well let me show you how us rednecks used to dry out a flooded cylinder I squirted a little uh, brake cleaner in her down her cylinder and just lit it on fire. And my hand caught on fire for like 0.5 seconds. She like looks at me and I just calmly just put in between my legs and put my hand out. She goes, how the hell did you stay that calm? It's not the first time I lit my hand on fire. That's why. <laughs> not the first time I've seen a big ass fire go down in here. Yeah, but it was in the basement of her house. So <laughs> but yeah, yeah um i haven't done this yet on my podcast i want to shout out i'm gonna shout out i'm joking everyone um you can find me everywhere on instagram uh second chance pod uh don't be afraid to get at me on email second chance moped at gmail.com the groups the facebooks and all that stuff um yeah jason i gotta thank you so much again for coming on my podcast yeah, dude. um thanks for having me yeah, oh, yeah. you uh, you Moped and everybody Monday. in Richmond are always welcome to come to my house. Uh, rally or non-rally times. You got a free place to stay. I got a he pretty decent sized house and it's just me here. So yeah, you're more than welcome to come and stay in Minnesota. If you ever find yourself up this way. Yeah, dude. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say, don't forget. Mopeds are dumb. Mopeds are mediocre. <laughs> We'll let this song play, guys. Shout out Lady Kings! Lady Kings! <laughs> it's team 2's rebuttal team started getting recorded. <laughs> Super bad. <laughs> nah, dude, it's great.